Blog Talk Radio. Told y'all I was gonna give y'all a part two. I said, let me go ahead and do this uh little my little review of the Essence Festival while it's fresh in my head after I just saw it on Hulu. I didn't go this year. I did not go this year. Some of y'all already upset with me by Lauren. Okay, listen, okay. Let me let me what I said, if you guys listen to part one, it's not I don't have part two on this by the way. But if you guys listen to part one yesterday was it yesterday yesterday when i um talked about lauren hill i said what i said and i meant what i meant okay now uh only thing i'll say i'll change about uh the lauren hill thing is this when i say she's just strange i mean last year i like lauren lauren was good last year okay what i mean is that uh and i think i spoke about that on my uh, last year, on my live afterwards, on my on my regular page on Facebook. Um, listen, but I really was being nice. I mean, I was being really nice. What I mean by strange is I said all I said, and I don't think I'm, I need to change it. I, it's not I don't dislike her. I just said what I said. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's how I picture. I seen it. I seen this has. Lauren Hill is, you know, there's a there's a portrayal of this. I don't know, it's kind of a weird energy going on, and then uh, her whole life is nothing. What the portrayal is, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, it's okay to look uh, nice. It's, I mean, the, the flower outfit looks nice, but it's okay not to hide. Is what I was saying. I saying it's okay not not to hide your somewhat of who you are. I mean, that's a part of being an artist, sharing yourself. And I feel like she left a generation uh, of spiritual children. And I said what I said. I'm not gonna change that. Okay, 
We is what it is. That's that. All right, so let's get to the essence special. Also, we're gonna try. I'm gonna try to have a short show tonight. Get hit some of the topics I should have hit the other day. But let's start off with Saturday night, baby. I was rushing home because I had dinner with family. I was trying to like, you know. It was birthday uh, uh, dinner, and I was uh, for, friend, uh, for a family member, and I was trying to hurt. I was like, child, let's hurry this up. <laughs> but the food was good. Every It was fun. It was fun little, little uh, family gathering. But I was like, yeah, I'm trying to get home so I can see uh, the, uh, the the festival, the, you know, the rest of the festival. Okay, I'm going to tell y'all, like, I'm going to get to Missy Elliott, but I was so – Listen, I'm not a big Missy Elliott musically in terms of her as an artist fan. I never have been. I like Missy Elliott. She's cool. I like her features. Uh, I never, like, I can't stand the rain in my window. I never liked all that stuff. I, you know, I just look, I am I am kind of a weird, uh, I, I like music. I, I like certain elements that she had, and I love her as a producer, okay, a music producer. I think she's great, but I just never was a huge fan of her own like you know some of the features I like and stuff but just you know like more mini men and all this stuff and yeah, no. okay but uh, I'm going to tell y'all what I really thought about um about her in a minute but we're going to start off with Saturday night because child I was supposed to talk to y'all about Saturday night Saturday night they had Coco was that Coco Jones Saturday night yeah Coco Jones I think it was a Coco I was Coco the other night no, Coco was last night, okay? I like Coco. I didn't, I only saw pieces of her because I was coming in, and I only saw, like, you know, little bits and pieces. Was she? I felt like she was yes, the other. No, she was that night. Yeah, I saw little pe- bits and pieces, but I like her. I think she's a good singer. I think the more uh, that um, – that she gets out here, you know, she'll, she'll even be that much better. I said something, and somebody said something to me too today about about talking about artist development. And I talked about how these artists don't seem like they got no development. They just seem like they throw them out here. And it's not just, I'm going to tell you something too. I just want, I want to put this out there. This is a sidebar before I get more into the review. But to me, it's it, one of the important things uh for especially for black american black america and soul music when i was growing up my mama was growing up and my granny everybody singing in the church was huge you you know a lot of artists had artist development before you know they even touched a microphone like you know uh, on a big stage because a lot of you know singers grew up in the church the church y'all go you know yeah it ain't like that no more these days you know, but they were such the churches for uh, talent and stuff like that. And you had a lot of great musicians and singers, like people would practice music, musical instruments, everything in church, even me. When I started out singing, I started off singing. I was in the choir at church, but I did not sing solo at choir in church. Matter of fact, here's the true thing. I didn't, I had never, my grandparents sang gospel, so I didn't really want to sing gospel. I, that was my, I didn't want to sing gospel. Matter of fact, it's kind of like, you know, I don't really want to know I can sing. Really? You know, <laughs> right? You know, so, 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 but, but uh, most people sang in church. And so I think, Maybe one of my, maybe I, I used to sing, I sing back, the background in choir and stuff, but I was a little kid, right? 
But unlike my family, this is strange, I my first solo uh, project was not in church. You know, I sang solo afterwards, but it was not. What I, the, my grandparents, I've told this story on here before, but uh, when I start, when I was singing, when I did sing, my grandparents did not know. There was, I used to go to the house next door, this family, who's like my, that's, it's like my second family growing up. I love this family next door. I mean, they were called the, the family, the Fishers. I mean, I love them. They had a big, huge family. I was the only child. And they were kind of wild on the wild side. Like, you know, they. I mean, everything hood I learned probably from uh, uh, them and my mama. <laughs> right? And so, because, so, you know, I was sheltered, but my, my grandparents really loved them. So, so I would go over to their uh, house and everything, and I would hang out, and that's where I, I even, you know, my grandparents did all kind of music, but and my great-grandparents did too. But how I learned really hard about the blues was Miss Fisher. So I would listen to Blues Hour with her. You know, we sit out of question listen to Blues Hour. I learned about Millie Jackson, uh, <laughs> uh, ZZ Hill, B.B. King. <laughs> The whole crew, uh, 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 the uh, the, uh, the blues brunches in Kansas City, they used to have, they used to be real big and stuff like that. So I knew all about that kind of stuff. But the Fishers, I would go over there often and visit. And so I would sing over there. I would sing. And one time I, my grandma, we was at, I used to go to the music store. It was, my grandmother would let me pick out an album, you know, or an album about one of my first albums was Stacey Lattisaw. I used to love Stacey Lattisaw, and I love Love on a Two-Way Street. So I took that over to the Fisher's house, right? And they were playing it, and I started singing it, and they were all stopping. They were like, oh, Kiki can sing, right? And so the one of the girls ran over to tell my grandmother, and my grandma was like, uh, my grandma acted like it was nobody there. She said, oh, we can all sing. <laughs> like, it was nothing, right? So, but... I, I started to audition for talent shows, and that was my first singing time singing because I auditioned for a talent show, and I got in. And that was my first time doing, like, singing. But my grandparents were a church singer, so once they knew, you know, you'd be singing all the time. Oh, you, girl, you need to sing because you, you know how to control your voice and all that stuff. So you sing all the time. So it was a different atmosphere when you grew up in church or anybody connected with the church. My grandparents' groups used to practice over at our house all the time. So there's always music in the basement. My grandfather's group always practiced over at our house. I traveled with my grandmother when she was traveling with um, – her gospel groups and everything. So, 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 so I had exposure to performers, but a lot of kids today don't have that d- development. They don't have a church. They don't have none of that. They don't have none of those things. Our, 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 you know, parents. Maybe who, if you, you're blessed if you got parents who are musically inclined and who like music and all of that stuff, but, uh, it's, you know, kids don't have, I mean, so a lot of times these, these corporations or these record companies or whoever, they're picking them out now, and they're just throwing them out here with no development, no stage presence, no nothing, okay? So that's why, in my opinion, you're seeing people out here with a lack of stage presence, okay? Black, black American music. And let me just say this, okay? And this isn't a diss to any other people throughout the diaspora or anything like that. I mean, it's just fact. 
black Americans has said, I, I, I think I always tell, I always say, if you if you listen, I know I have a lot of people um, who listen to my show from the diaspora, okay? I have friends who write me all the time from different parts of the diaspora, from the Caribbean, everything, that started listening to this show years ago. So I, and they get what I'm talking about. They they do not not get it. Most of them be like, I get it. Don't, don't know. You ain't got to explain to me. Here's the thing. Black American, I always tell people to read about the Black American experience, the Black American slave trade, the Black American, uh, I mean, and reading the slaves were, there's a great book called To Be a Slave. Um, I forget the uh, author's name, but it tells the story of slaves in their own voices and stuff like that. There are archives or slaves. So you can understand, like, how hard the Black American experience was in that ancestry passed on them. And it created spirituals and, and and all the all our all black music comes from pain. <laughs> That's why it's called soul music, right? Because we it was really it was really, really a way for our people to make it through, right? That's why we always sing it. Like even like now we we be days we like this, but y'all quit singing all the time. But that is why black people, black Americans, sang their way through the civil rights movement, everything, you know, because singing was a way to uh, uh, to heal, and also it was used as code sometimes and all kinds of things. Okay, so I'm getting to the point. I hope you oh wait a minute, my music started. That. Okay, I had a point. I'm getting to. Okay, so the black music, the black American music experience is not one that comes, I mean, all music has a sense of soul, but the reason why they call our particular music soul music, because you can hear our pain, you can hear the things we went through, the things that we as a people have gone through, okay? So it's directly connected to our culture, even hip-hop. I don't care when nobody say hip-hop is a black American uh, 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 thing, even though other groups participate in it. I said what I said, <laughs> I, 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 I will, and I'm supposed to talk about that tonight too because I had a thing I was supposed to talk about the other day. But it's from the Black American experience. Um, even if you were a Caribbean over living in on the East Coast uh, in the night, not anymore because the East Coast, and if you live in New York and places like that, the East Coast there's no longer the majority probably African American. It's the majority is probably now immigrants from all over, but if you came over, if you were over here post-1965, 1965, probably through uh, mid-late 90s, probably Black America, Black American uh, people were still the majority, right? Even though they, now I always say the East Coast has a very different experience from Midwest, even Cali, you know, and stuff like that. We all have different experiences in Southern southern bases and stuff like that but um new york specifically different because sometimes they grew grew up with black people who were you know black puerto ricans black uh and sometimes they tend to you know i know uh one of the i guess who was it the black authority jason i always love jason jason always says that a lot of you know and this is 
a politically incorrect thing to say, but he always says a lot of uh, black American men or black Americans would give, gave up a lot of their sovereignty or something. Uh, I forget what he says, but their thing, because they were trying to get sexual access. So when you, <laughs> so when you grew up down the street from a Puerto Rico or this and that, you know, it, it's a very different thing. Whereas in my neighborhood, you grew up in black America, we hardly had, we, I mean, we have, we have here and there, like we knew some Hispanics, like my, the particular school I went to, was like thir- was about 20, 25, 30% Hispanic. So we knew a lot of Hispanic people I, cause I, where I lived. Um, but it was still a predominantly black experience, you know. So it's nothing like uh, where you where we had, we knew, we, we knew African kids and stuff like that. We didn't at that time. It, it just wasn't a lot, you know. Uh, now America is experienced an influx of, uh, of, of immigrants. And um, I always say it's part of globalism. And I'm going to get to that a little bit about essence because a lot of y'all was typing. I was looking at some of y'all essence type. Y'all are shocked. But I have been talking about essence festival for years now and warning y'all about the way Essence was going to go. I am not surprised, okay? And I will talk about it a little bit more tonight, but I just want to kind of explain a little bit of our history uh, because of, I don't know how I got on that. I think I was talking about something with Megan. I stopped. But, yeah, and why we ha- don't have as much artist development and stuff like that because of some of the things people were saying about certain people on the stage. That's, you know, but I got into something else. So let me get into the Essence Fest, and I'm going to get into this global globalism and why y'all, y'all shocked now? Y'all sitting there and y'all not, y'all like, wait a minute, you know, this is a lot of uh, Afro beats and, which Afro beats to me, no offense to the Africans, but Afro beats to me ain't nothing but hip hop, reggae, and uh, uh, black American music thrown together. And y'all don't try to lie and say Afro beats is not influenced by black music. It is. And especially by reggae. It's highly influenced by black music because that reggae was. So don't come, stop it. <laughs> But we're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay, so let me talk about uh, Essence Saturday Night. Coco Jones. She is one of those artists. That's how I got to talk about it. Coco is one of those girls that I feel like in later years, she's, I mean, not in later years, in probably a year, couple, two, because they're pushing her now. She's going to be a beast if she keeps at it and she works really hard. I really like her. I really like her. And I like her stage presence. She got a little bit more to work on, but I like her. As I said, these kids today is dealing with a different beast. They don't have the church as a background. They don't have the stuff that we had, I feel like, in the 70s and 80s, the cross-generational um, culture mix, uh, uh, big mamas, uh, and all that stuff that we had, neighbors who were, you know, certain ways. I mean, you just, it's just and the, you know, it's just very different. So uh, artists like her, I mean, you know, they just <laughs> probably have to be a lot of artist development. But Motown had artist development, okay? But at those times, too, he had great artists. A lot of those, probably Donna Ross and on them are, you know, you talk about um, the Temptations and all them. They probably singing in church. They probably, I mean, they probably had to learn how to dance and do dance moves and stuff like that and media training and stuff like that, but nothing. I mean, you know, a lot of them kids have lots, a lot of those people have lots of practice already. You know, Rita Franklin, 
sang for years, like, in her church. People knew who she was. My grandmother and we used to go to C.L. Franklin's church to perform all the time. And, and they would tell me they knew Aretha when she was 13, 14, she could sing. So, I mean, that was not, you know, that, that in those days, Black America was more connected. It was more things going on, especially if you sang gospel. A lot of gospel artists knew R&B artists and stuff like that. I mean, like, it was a different type of community. Not today, like the Yolanda Adams, Kirk Franklin thing. They, no, they, like, really, it was like a more like that because a lot of gospel artists went over to rock. And R&B, like, my grandparents, like, you know, they talk about how when they used to, Travel and they would see on the be on the road with the Soulsters, which Sam Cooke used to be a part of, or or uh, or uh, what's her name, uh, Mahalia Jackson, who was the first probably huge gospel artist. Um, my grandparents knew traveled with Shirley too before they before they were even big when they were. She was part of the uh, what's it the Cavalier? I forget those that girl, the woman group she was with Cavalier. I gotta ask her. I forget who it was, but so that, it was nothing for them to know. They would they would be you know nothing for them to know because traveling back then was different. They would stay at people's houses. It was just such a different time on the Chipmunk circuit. So yeah, so music was different. So artists were a lot more, in my personal opinion, close knit. Maybe even though they went through more struggles, but it was a little bit more probably closer knit than uh, in the musical communities and black music than it is now, even though, you know, they were very separated because gospel was gospel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And rock was rock, but it was still, you know, you got a lot of flack for going over the thing rock. But anyway, okay, so next up they had Ice Cube. I was mad because they, to me, you know, they didn't get the West Coast. Let me just say something. They didn't get the West Coast in the time. I did not like the West and the South on, like, the, I understood what they was trying to do, but you should gave them a, uh, they, I, I didn't like that because the West Coast, to me, introduced something different than the East Coast, and the West Coast became huge. I mean, it almost made East Coast rap obsolete for a minute. No offense, because I love the East Coast rap, but it, it just almost did. I mean, it was it was such a different sound coming out in a different energy. So I felt like they should have got more, especially Cube. That's Ice Cube. Like, I wish Ice Cube could have said my son, I ain't the one. The one that gets right. I used to love it. I ain't the one. <laughs> I used to love it. No, <laughs> but, uh, like, um, I wish he got He did sing Today Was a Good Day or something like that. But Ice Cube got so many uh, joints, even the ones he did, uh, No Vaseline, I love that. And then the one he did uh, with uh, Public In- I mean, the Public Enemy pro- producers and stuff like that. Because Ice Cube was one of the first rappers that would kind of, he kind of worked with the East Coast. I mean, well, he was working kind of with the East Coast Public, the Public Enemy and stuff like that. I forget those producers. Ice Cube, I just thought they should have gave more time to Ice Cube. So like, Ice Cube is like one of the, like the dopest rappers that ever was, especially from the the West Coast. Okay, so, but I liked it. I was I enjoyed watching Ice Cube. I enjoyed. I just thought he needed more time. And I would have loved to see y'all. How y'all not gonna get too short? I mean, I I love. Let me tell y'all though. I love seeing because um, if you grew up in the Midwest. You like East Coast. See, all the bougie kids, we like certain the bougies. 
don't know if I got this. Some of the bougie kids, we liked a lot of, uh, we like, sometimes we liked a lot of East Coast rap. But you know, because you thought you was more intelligent. But then the West, then the West Coast rap came out. But I say the more the kids, more kids, they really enjoy West Coast for the beats and talking about the streets and stuff like that. West Coast was probably more closely aligned to like places like Oakland and stuff like that was more closely aligned to places in the Midwest like Kansas City and stuff like that, right? You know, uh, maybe Brooklyn, New York, or something. But um, yeah, so Ice Cube, I enjoyed that. I wish they would have had Too Short, because Too Short, like, Too Short had, like, he would have set off. But um, they had DJ Quick, which, you know, people used to love DJ Quick back in my day. And I didn't know DJ Quick had, I knew DJ Quick was a great, good producer. I didn't know he had all them songs he was playing. And he looks good, too. He's another one that looks very young and youthful and stuff. DJ Quick looks really good, Okay. But, yeah, I enjoyed uh, listening to him. He had a really good set. Uh, E-40, you know, people like E-40. Ice-T. Ice-T. Listen, I wasn't a big Ice-T fan. I mean, I remember going to see Ice-T a few times in concert. He just happened to be on the show that I happened to be at. <laughs> like, like you know, like I, I would go to all the big rap shows when I was young. I went to all of them. That, that's I, I, t- I told y'all my story on here, okay? Some, some of y'all probably don't believe me. I, I'm telling y'all, listen, I am telling y'all the truth when I say I'm not lying to you that I met a whole lot of rappers. I was not a good guy. I was not into that kind of stuff. Just was, I was a good girl. I mean, you know, I just wasn't into But I loved, enjoyed meeting people, okay? <laughs> I really, really did, and there, and and I used to go with a huge group of people. Like when we go meet people at uh, different places and stuff like that, it would be a huge group of us because my granny was always like, "Don't you go by yourself or whatever." And I remember one time, this is Bad Boy, okay, because we talking about old school rap from Essence Fest, this fifty years of hip hop. One time, I had a girlfriend who was crazy. She was bold. She used to say anything. <laughs> And all every rapper that we ever met loves her. They just love her. And um, one time we went to, uh, oh my God, what was it? Oh, we went to uh, this big, huge rap club. Back in the day, they used to have like eight, nine artists, like in one, like set, like setting. And I can't forget, I forget what group it was. I can't. I, I want to say it was like. There was a Def Jam thing, and it was like LL Cool J. Uh, I remember Comic Social Club was on it. It was, uh, I got a good memory. It was uh, uh, Public Enemy. Because they often would put, put, they would often put a lot of Def Jam artists together. But I can't, cause I, one of the reasons I remember it, because LL Cool J was on stage with like this huge radio. <laughs> I remember, but uh, we we would go to uh, like go to meet the uh, go and meet artists and stuff like that. And I remember this girl was traveling. She's one of the girlfriends, okay. And she was so cool. I forget who she was a girlfriend to. No, I don't want to say because it was back in the day. I don't know because I be telling I might be telling people's business because I think the dude was actually married at that time. No, I really I do think he was. I think he still married the same person. Hold up, but but the girl, we we, I was I was we were at the hotel we were meeting all these rappers and stuff and everybody was so cool 
like one of the coolest groups I ever, ever met. I am not going to lie. It was Houdini. Houdini was so damn cool. I mean, they was like cool. They was mad cool. Like, so cool. I remember that. And I remember just, they, they were just really nice. Okay? But one of the women, it was a girl. And like, so I'm not bragging on myself. Y'all going to think I am, but I'm really not. This is true stories, okay? So these, these, a lot of these rappers would be trying to talk to me, even if I was young. Like, you know, you know, they try to act like they don't know the age and stuff. So they be trying to, they be trying to holler. I was probably about 16 at that time. And this girl, I remember her, it was a bunch of us, me and my friends, probably about six or seven of us. She said, y'all come hang out with me. And so we knew, I, I could tell you which rapper she was going with. It was a big rapper. And we went up to her and hung up in her room. And I remember she was getting ready for the show because we was going to go to the show that night, too. And so I remember, I just remember her being, because she was from, uh, I think, I want to say she was from the Bronx. I remember her taking off her jewelry and money. I was like, oh, my God, she's taking off her jewelry and money here. with it. You know, she don't know us. And she took a shot, everything. Like, she trusted, like, trusted us. She came out, she was talking to us, and she said, you. I remember she said to me, she said, you. You do not go. I know they didn't gave you, try to give you all kind of backstage passes and everything. She said, you do not go backstage with them uh, uh, N-words unless you find me, okay? You do not do. She said, I said, oh, no, I'm not going. Because I was really, I, I really knew not. I knew better. But she, but it was so cool because she was so protective. And she was like, you can meet. She said, you can, you're welcome to come back, but you just make sure I'm with you because I don't want you to get in no trouble. Because they were trying to me all kinds of stuff. I was like, I'm just, just not into it. But if I was a dumb young girl, I might have, some, I might have a Korean Stephon's book. <laughs> but I just wasn't that. I just, I just wanted to meet people, right? So, but we had so much fun. So we used to meet so many hip-hop artists. It just reminded me of that tonight because it's like 50 years of hip-hop. We used to meet all kinds of people, okay? I mean, I got a list. This, I, we got stories for days, okay? But so getting back to Essence. Uh, so I had to tell y'all that because some of y'all was like be thinking I'm lying about me. I was not, you know, I was not out there home, Okay. Probably, I, you know, I'll probably tell you how I work. <laughs> I was back. Uh, so, um, DJ Quick, E40, Ice T, and I saw Ice T one time. I even had a friend who was, I'll say that, messing around with Ice T, I think, or something like that. She was, back in the day, we was grown by then, though. I think she was messing with Ice T or something like that, or whatever. But, yeah, Ice T. I, but I've seen him a couple times in his prime, but I I just wasn't really into it. I'm not an Ice-T. I wasn't an Ice-T fan. I like color. I didn't like when he went hard rock either. So with Ice-T, I like the, um, I like colors, and I like pimp up, pimps up, hoes down. <laughs> Remember when he did the documentary, pimps up, hoes down? Pimp, pimp up, pimp Pimps up, hoes down, got game. Okay, if y'all ain't never seen that documentary, I see uh, he he hosts a documentary about real life pimps. He t- he go around interviewing them and stuff. It was a lot of game that pimps up, hoes down. Okay, one of my favorite documentaries. So that's about me and I see. Okay, I didn't like the hard stuff and I never did. I was just he was. I like him on TV. I like him in uh, uh, New Jack City. I like him as an actor. <laughs> you know, yeah, but other than that, no. And then J.J. Fad, okay, I thought that I love that it had J.J. Fad. I was like, what? Oh, my God. 
I'm old. <laughs> JJ Fad came out. They were really good. I mean, I don't know for a little bit of time. Uh, where did JJ Fad uh, come out? I get them mixed up with another group. Oh my God, who was JJ Fad? It was another group because they do supersonic, I think. Who was, uh, what are the ones that do supersonic? Uh, yeah, they were. And they, um, I'm trying to think what are the ones that was touring with him at the time. I can't remember years ago. But I liked JJ Fad for a little bit of uh, time he was out. I think they, I think they did. I can't remember if JJ Fad was the group. I gotta ask. I can't remember JJ. I can't remember because it was two girl, two girl groups that were very similar. Let me look this up, okay? Because I, cause, okay, because JJ Fad was here last night. It was two. It was two girl groups that was that was. It was another girl group similar to. JJ Fad. Uh, I can't remember if he was the one. If JJ Fad was the one touring him, was that his rap group? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember, but I know it was this girl rap group because my girlfriend used to sing, perform with Hammer. She sing background for Hammer. One of my my mom's friend's daughter, and I was friends with her, and she we went to go meet her on tour one time, and one of, I stayed in the room with one of those a girl group. I want to know, I don't know, who it was, I can't remember where they were. It was a rap girl group. I can't remember. It was like one, but yeah, but yeah, but but I can't remember that other girl group. I think it was the one with Hammer, though. I get J.J. Fad and then mixed up, okay? But, yeah, I like Supersonic, okay? It was cute. Uh, then uh, there's Lady of Rage, you know, Afro Puff song or whatever. I was shocked. I was like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Yo-Yo. Of course, I always love Yo-Yo. I always love Yo-Yo, okay? So, yeah, so I like Yo-Yo. She came out. And Yo-Yo looks really good. Can I just say that? Yo-Yo Looks good. She's got a cooking show, too, that started coming on. I was watching the other day, and I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah, but, yeah, Yo-Yo was good, too. She was good to see that. So, and then Monica came out, and y'all was, y'all was throwing shade at Monica. <laughs> throwing shade on Twitter. First of all, let me just let y'all know Monica can sing all day, okay? Listen, Monica couldn't hear, I don't think. I don't think Monica could hear the music. She sounds really bad, but I just think because she could not hear. Y'all know Monica can sing, okay? Don't be playing, okay? Don't play with Monica, okay? Monica can sing all day long, okay? Girls can sing, but it's just last night. I think she was having problems hearing the sound or something like that. And uh, let me just say this about Monica, okay? I I don't know. I love Monica. Monica has that strange thing that sometimes we as Scorpios have. It's like we can be. It's almost it, it makes us sometimes it makes it hard for us to connect. When you know, growing up, I was a girl that was really shy, very shy. And sometimes at seventeen, I was shy, shy, and I, it took me a lot to grow out of being shy. And I remember me in high school, like. 
to this day in high school, I, I think the only reason that this is just my personal opinion that I had some form of popularity because the guy I dated or whatever I dated this between that and it made me made me kind of pop. And so I had to I used to I tried to learn what I did was learn how to be a personality. You know, I'd be like, hey, yo, like talking to people. I just learned to be more of a bigger personality, and it took a lot to be to connect. I mean, I knew people anyway. I always knew how to read the room and read certain people, but it took a lot to bring that out as a to be a, to to be an extrovert. And so I find that hard for Scorpions. And Monica is one of those singers that I feel like it's, she, she has a, a disconnect, but she's hood, too, and it's a dark hood. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Monica's a, a, one of those girls who, okay, Monica's like me in some sense. I, can, I imagine Monica's like me. When I was growing up in the hood, okay, I grew up and I knew – Dudes from around the way I've been doing since kindergarten, first grade, who you know, hood dudes, okay? When they when they got older, they hang out, they come out over my house to visit, hang out and everything and hang you know, and I I had a an affinity I I didn't like the data. That now that Monica I think like the data. I, I you know, my grandparents were like, I mean my grandparents were <laughs> but they would hang out because we knew, I knew all those people, so it wasn't no, that wasn't no, so I was like the hood homegirl, you know what I'm saying? So I was like the homegirl that we can come over, hang out, and all this stuff, talk and everything, you know, but, so I, I imagine Monica like that, but it's, it's sometimes the squirt, we have, it's darker. It's, for Monica, I feel like it's kind of dark. And that darkness about Monica mixed with the, the urban part of her is a, somewhat of a disconnect to her base. Like, I feel like she she has a base, but I don't know if it's a real, I don't know if it's real supportive like that. I feel like it's something that keeps Monica, stops Monica from going like she should. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Monica, like she. When she had the Angel album, it, I think that's the biggest one Monica ever had. That other album, I, the, the, uh, which I love that song. What's that song? Must not have been paying attention. Step right in on it. Didn't know how deep I was. I went from the, some, that's my song right there. Woo. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> I got love all over me. Yeah, love all over me. Woo, that's a, that, that one right there. But I just feel like there's this, because Monica has such an affinity for hood dudes that she she puts it everywhere. She puts it everywhere. And I feel like that's a disconnect. It, it disconnects her from a certain fan base. Like she, it was hard for her to ever be like Brandy. Like, I remember her and Brandy had a big competition, or like people thought they had one. Well, no, they did in the 90s and stuff. But Brandy was winning that shit all day. You know, because Brandy had, even though Brandy on a low probably was, you know, had an affinity for who was but you didn't know it. Brandy was very pop oriented, uh, uh, came off as a good girl. Um, uh, I always videos because her mama was checking that. Her mama was like, we ain't having none of that. Her mama was the manager. So I think that Brandy came off a little bit more clean cut and was able to connect to fan bases that Monica could never, because Monica always had this hood girl energy. You know what I'm saying? 
and she she didn't try to have the cleanest I ever saw Monica was in the Angel video, like the <laughs> like seemed like she like you know where the darkness didn't follow her, like if she didn't seem like she was you know like that scorpion dark. Like I gotta really work sometimes on my scorpion dark, you know. <laughs> We be dark, we be having dark features, dark eyes. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, so I feel like Monica, like, it's, it's, it's always been a toss It's like she got the grit, the stuff, but her albums only went so far. You know what I'm saying? So I, Monica only gets a, a certain feeling, right? But, you know, she never was able to go through the stratosphere like Brandy, you know? Um, but. Yeah, she. I feel like she just was having a problem with her sound. Okay, that's 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 all. And so I, that's why I feel like Monica. Y'all was talking about she couldn't. She didn't sound good. She didn't because I just think she couldn't hear. That's just my personal opinion. So I'm 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 okay with letting you know letting that go. Everybody got a bad time. Okay, several bad times. Right. Jermaine Dupree came out. Um, he had Big Boy. Well, here's what I gotta talk about this about outcast, okay? What is Andre Three? What's his name? Two thousand or three thousand? I don't know. What is he doing? He's weird too. What is he doing? Like didn't he stop? What is he doing? Like, I mean, why can't he show up with Outcast and do a song with Big Boy? Like, what's the deal? What's going on? Ever since he did that Hey Now and, and Prototype, which I love Prototype, but ever since he did that, he, yeah, he been on another, he been, strange. It's like he don't want, he, he, he done bought into his own Kool-Aid too. So, you know, when, when Negroes go over to, they go to another country, they learn some new stuff, they learn, you know, and everybody evolves and has evolution. But sometimes people don't stay grounded. You know, they be thinking at that point they over. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so smart. I'm so hotty toddy. <laughs> I feel like that about Andre 3000. Like, he's just a left out there behind, okay? But Big Boy was out there. Um, and Gucci Man, I didn't pay too much attention to him. I'm not a Gucci Man fan. I mean, he's cool. He seems cool, but it's just not for me. I watched him and Keisha Court. What's the girl Court get married? On the show, you know, cause on the reality thing, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Little John, I like Little John, so that was fun to see. Uh, Ludacris was fun. I'm not a big Ludacris too. I know when Ludacris was real hot, I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, I, you know. <laughs> I think what was my song about Ludacris that I really like? There was a song about Ludacris I like. I like Ludacris features more though. So yeah, but I do, I, you know, this. I love T.I., so T.I. coming out. At first, you know, years ago, I didn't like T.I. When I first heard Rubber Band Man, I laughed at it. But then later, T.I. ran me over because, you know, I like stuff like, you can have whatever you like. That's what's <laughs> Anything you tell me, I can have whatever I like, I like. <laughs> I like that fuck. Uh, I like Live Your Life and stuff like that, more his pop stuff. But, I, yeah, I tend, I like T.I. as rap. Because, so that was fun to see that. Um, Okay, so we got to talk about the girl, Jill Scott. Listen, the first place I ever saw Jill Scott was Essence Fest, like her first Essence Fest appearance. Because I've been going to Essence Fest for years, y'all, years. So my first one, like Susan Taylor days, okay? You know what I'm saying? When Essence was classy. (laughs) You you have to be hoity-toity to go to Essence. 
Oh, there was a time with Essence. It was, it was sidebar, okay? Essence used to have celebrity parties, everything. Like, you had, you, you had to be like, you, you had to be like, in, that you went to the Essence since you was in that. No. Like, the first time me and my best girlfriend, Netta, went to an Essence, we was like, we was up all night kicking it. We was like, we was <laughs> But it was like, it was very bourgeoisie. Then the essence was for, I'm going to not lie, okay, the bourgeoisie, okay, for black America. And if you if, if you wanted to ascend to the bourgeoisie, it was a shit, okay? Essence Festival was very hotty-totty, uh, but fun. Like, no, like, not not, not hotty-totty, so, because, you know, black folks can't be too hot, too hotty-totty. You got some to try to be. But for the most, the essence is where... Like down home folks who like who act decent and hotty toddy bourgeoisie of the black community and everybody come together like we have a party and that's how Essence used to be. Like they would have people playing their family reunions around Essence. Uh, you know, Essence used to have all the celebrity parties and stuff and everything. I mean, that's what they was. It was hot. I mean, now it's losing it. Okay, it's just it's okay. It's, it's something to be said for who owns it. No offense, but the head, it, it spills out to the the energy, you know. But, but child, it was a good time, okay? And I remember my first SB was like Tom Joyner. I think host one night Tom jo- Joyner and his crew hosted. Then um, what's his name? I forget the other real popular radio guy. And then it was another, uh, then it was, I think, I forget who the third one. That's her name was like Like they had like real good MCs. Like I mean, oh my, it was funny in between. All kind. It was just a bop. I remember because I remember one of my first lessons. Jesse Jackson had just found out. They found out about Jesse Jackson's affair. You know, and his side baby. And I think it was Steve Harvey hosted, <laughs> and he came out on the stage. And Jesse was talking and stuff about, and he, George Bush was president. I forget George W. Bush was had just become president or something. And I remember he said he was after talking about stay out the bushes. And Steve Harvey was like, no, you stay out the bushes. I will never forget that. Everybody just fell out. I mean, it was, Essence was so good back then. Them days, uh-uh. And unmatched. Essence Fest in those days, and Steve Hart, I remember Tom Joyner had his Tom Joyner morning show down there, and we was up all night partying with Dad, and I'm like, Eric Benet, because Eric Benet used to be oh, Eric Benet had them dreads, he had them locks. That's when Eric Benet had the locks. I remember Eric Benet showed up at that Essence Fest, I mean, at the Tom Joyner, and he came walking down the uh, three island women was like, yeah. I mean, and he, I remember, <laughs> I was like, he was because he performed, I think he performed or something, I can't even remember, but the man was fine, I remember my girlfriend was asleep, because we, we had been up all night, she was asleep, and Tom Joyner at the time, they used to give out breakfast bowls, like, they would give out breakfast meals, like Cheerios, <laughs> we went to the Tom Joyner show back then, and pulled out like there, and I remember she was kind of falling asleep, and and when Eric Benet came out there, her ass was straight up, like, it was like, where he, I mean, it, it was crazy. People were screaming. It was so fun. I remember my first essence. It was the bomb, okay? It was 
literally dump out. And I remember us walking. This is how t- tight Essence used to be, okay? So it was like first Essence Fest, and we were we got lost. We were because we were walking from our hotel or something, and this dude, you know, he he was real cool. He was down there staying for Essence, and he was like, yo, he said, uh-uh, I ain't going to let you ladies walk by yourself down there. Like, no, not that we can take care of ourselves. We bust <laughs> you know, we from hood. So we, he was like, nah, I got y'all. I'm walking with y'all, something like that. He was, we watched him too, but he walked, he walked with us. He was cool like a mug. He was making sure, I just want to make sure y'all get here safe. Because y'all, you know, some of you, this, uh, like this little area, I guess it was the area we were going in. We didn't know. No, we actually we had actually drove, and we I think we got lost or something. We put the car, we had a rental car, and we walked. We had to walk a couple of blocks in for this particular party. But it was it it was a great essence was great back then. It was a whole different vibe than it is today. Uh, essence today, I don't know. I think you know I'm gonna get to that part where I just to talk about it, but it's just a whole different atmosphere. Um, but. Also, uh, who else performed yesterday? So Jill Scott, my first essence, one of my first essence fans, I saw Jill Scott was like, Jill Scott, she performed. She had just come out. I remember she had just, I think it was, who is Jill Scott hadn't been that long out. I I don't think it was that long. It had been out that long. I remember her coming out on stage and her being so, like, she had this, like, sweet kind of, but I'll check your ass to me. <laughs> and I remember she was, I think she was going through something because she, she sounded really good. But I remember her stopping in the middle of the set. And, and I remember her almost breaking down crying. She's like, yeah, I'm going through something. I'm going through some real stuff, you know, something like that. And everybody was like cheering her off. Stuff like, but it was such a vulnerable and powerful performance. And ever since then, I was a Jill Scott fan. I was like, child, I'm going to Jill Scott. Anytime she showed up, Jill Scott was with Maxwell, Jill Scott. Jill Scott, no sense Maxwell, but Jill Scott whooped his ass all over that stage. I mean, I remember he came out by the – because he had the moon back then, too. It was like in 2000. (laughs) They was at an outdoor concert. I think I saw her, like, it was my third time seeing her, and she was touring with Maxwell. And she was at, they were out of outside amphitheater. And I hadn't seen Maxwell in years. I think he was like, because Maxwell I hadn't seen like in seven years. I, I remember I was, I went with one of my girlfriends. I, no, I met one of my girlfriends out there. And he was like, yeah, we're going we to see Maxwell with it. And uh, I was like, oh, Jill Scott's on the show. Jill Scott was so, let me tell you. Okay, I'm sorry, Maxwell. Yeah, her band, her and her band, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know what it was at that time. I like I I I always been a big huge Max, big huge Maxwell fan, but I just didn't like him that night. I don't know what it was. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I was irritated. I don't know what it was. And I was doing that sh- this show at this time, that time. And I remember like, what loving Jill Scott's performance. You know, she was like Jill Scott was her and her they was dope. I mean, it was it was fire. And listen. I saw Jill again at Essence Fest a couple of times since then. Jill is Jill has never given a bad show. I've ever seen. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Jill say a bad show. I, none of the shows I've been to have been bad. Maybe some of y'all have been to a bad. I've never been to a bad Jill Scott show. And last night when she performed, I love Jill. She's talking about. <laughs> 
she's not bouncing. Like, you can tell she a trip. She an Aries, okay? Them Aries chicks are a trip, okay? They be loud and all the They be, you know, they wow. They 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 ready for war at all times, okay? Aries is different from Scorpio. Talk about it. Aries and Scorpio, okay? We're both ruled by Mars, but the difference is between us is we're ruled by Mars and Pluto, okay? So that makes us more sneaky. Like we go to war. Our war tactic is when you sleep in the middle of the night, we gonna sneak up on your ass and set it off, right? <laughs> we we warring, but you don't know where we coming. For Aries, they coming right at your face. Like Aries, is like nah, I ain't got sneak, I ain't sneaking attacking nothing. I'm here, I'm coming for your ass, okay? Now Scorpios, we gonna plan, we gonna strategize, <laughs> we gonna be like yeah, we gonna when we kill them, like we got Mars. But it's tempered, it's temp- tempered by Pluto, okay? So we gonna be like on the sneak tip. We gonna be like, yeah, we gonna come, we gonna come when they sleep at night and spit they throat. All of them, you know. You know what I'm saying? If it was a war, not Aries. Aries is like we going in their face when they wide awake, daylight, baby. <laughs> no strategy at all. So that's how I feel about when I see Jill Scott, right? <laughs> I feel like there's an energy there. So I love that she was talking to the audience. She was um, she was so uh, animated and beautiful. I, I think Jill is beautiful. Uh, I didn't like her outfit. I hated the outfit. Jill. I hate the outfit. I hate the outfit. But I just still, I loved her energy. I did. I really, really enjoyed Jill Scott. Oh, and she said, I remember one time I was listening to her, and she said, you know, my favorite is Maxwell, okay? And so I remember Jill. And Jill would probably be my sec, probably probably my close to second favorite other than Janet. You know, because I love Jill. I really love Jill, okay? When I'm plus size, people tell when I'm like, when I when I go between weights, you know, because my weight, I be in and up, I be up and down. When my weight, when I'm up, people say, Jill, people always used to tell me, Jill Scott. <laughs> I like, Jill Scott. I said, no, nah, this is because we both yellow. I'm a little more yellow. But, yeah, I like her energy. I always have. But I remember listening to her in the interview. She was talking about touring with Maxwell. And I remember she said, she said she was, she was sitting somewhere, and she was like, you know, he's just so beautiful to look at. Like, I feel you, Jill. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, she said such a great – so she always has a beautiful – like, Jill is a big girl. She goes up and down, fluctuate. But Jill is the only – like, one of the plus-size chicks that I hear men always go, like, damn, I love me for Jill. Fine. Like, I don't hear – like, other – Lizzo and all y'all, I don't hear that. I don't be hearing no hint. I mean, men say, I don't hear. But, but, but Jill, they just love – like, Jill – Seduce has a like a seductress kind of beautiful energy about her, and last night it was no different at Essence Fest. I just feel like she she always gives a good show. She's real good. She talks. Um, what did she say? It was something she did in the middle of the show. She was talking about. Um. Uh, uh, I forget what she said, but it was it was something she talking about her her uh, you know this is real music. <laughs> uh, oh, her rising sign is can't, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Now I'm understanding. I had to pull up her chart because she's one of those 
she has something warm about her and motherly. That's that she has a rising sign in Cancer, okay, and uh, her moon is in Sagittarius, so that means she could be a little crazy. Do you know what I mean? Them ex husbands might be done too, okay? She has that Uranus, Libra, Neptune, Sagittarius, really kind of custom Scorpio, Pluto, Libra, North Node, and Aquarius. Yeah, I can tell. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Jill has this beautiful, this sexy vibe, okay? And like I said, Sagittarius girls are sexy. People people don't understand. Sag is a sexy. Sag is not only just a a, 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 a sign of philosophy, uh, religion, and thought. And she, that's why when I talked about Janelle Monae the other night, she's a Sag, and I said, you know, she was faking out here trying to always be deep. But she is a. She does. She's just. She's more sexual than she come than she was coming off. But she is a philosopher because she, being a Sag, she does have philosophy and theology and, and, and thought. Usually some Sag, not all y'all, but some Sages are mostly in touch with their thoughtfulness, their, their, their philosophy. They can be, sometimes they can be sanctimonious now, uh, but uh, uh, who, who, like Jay-Z. Sometimes Jay-Z can be sanctimonious if you listen to him talk Jay-Z, but Jay, Jay-Z is very philosophical. But if you hear him sometimes, like he can come off sometimes and be like, eh. he kind of had that little sage thing too. But most, most times, sages are very, um, very sexy too. So she's a sage girl with a moon and sage at 19 degrees. Okay, so she's, yeah, she, you know, and she got that Aries, Lord have mercy. She's fire. She's light, okay? Out of fire. Mercury and Aries. Oh, gosh. Yeah, she tells, oh, yeah, okay. There's a lot there going on there. Our Chiron's in Aries, too. <sighs> Ooh, her mid-haven. She got a lot of fire, okay? Her mid- mid-heaven is in, uh, in Aries. Okay, that's a lot of fire there, okay? A lot of fire. So that's why she, that's why you men are so attracted to her. That's why she, she's, a, she's, that's why I say she's a big girl that's got a little bit of a temptress vibe to her, too. Hey, she'll be down to sexy. She'll be talking to you. She'll be giving that smile and talking to you and giving poetry and shit. <laughs> she'll be sexy. Like, like when I hear uh, with Jill saying, I went to one show where Jill saying Crown Royal on Ice. I said, that shit was sexy. I was like, that is sexy. I mean, she, she, I mean, just, and she just does, she's very, here's the thing. A lot of Jill Scott's songs are sexy. Like, like one of my favorite songs by Jill Scott, like that's really sexy. Uh, Until then, I imagine. <gasps> that's the sexy. Jill can like Jill be having some like you know some sex. Now Jill does. That. Here's one thing I will say. Okay, I do believe. I've heard this from like three people. I don't know how true it is. Okay, this is where I'm gonna give some. Props to Jaguar, right? Okay. <laughs> Y'all like, oh, a lot of props. No, no, serious, no. Heard it from three people. I don't know how true the sources are. These are some the sources that kind of seem real out in these streets, okay? I found Jaguar with, I said, because if you heard Jaguar in the night, to me, okay, and I don't want to, because y'all don't want Jaguar to cuss me out, but here's the thing. 
I feel like Jill is a perfected Jaguar, okay? But Jaguar first had that sound, that similar sound of Jill Scott. Like that, that in the, in like, in the like late 90s, early 2000s. Very similar. Um, now, the rumors I heard, I don't know how true. I'm saying, I ain't going to be mad at me, Jill, from Philly. I like Jill Scott, but I'm just telling you what people say. There are a lot of people who say that Jill and uh, uh, Jaguar used to be close friends, like best friends or something. Because, you know, Jag is from Philly, allegedly. I don't know how true this story is. I'm just telling what some people have said to me. So I thought Jaguar, I was like, is Jaguar embellishing that? You know, he's like, no. I was like, what? So, okay. So this is what a couple of people said, that some of those songs from Jill Scott, the first album, uh, who is, what's it, who is Jill what was the first album called? Who is Jill Scott or whatever? I ain't said it. Don't be mad at me. A lot of them, some people claim Jaguar wrote some of them. Jaguar Wright, Wright wrote some of those. I don't know how true this All I'll say is this. It sounds like her. Like, let's take a long walk. If you ever listen to Jaguar sing, when not when she's not crazy, like acting crazy, or you listen to them old albums, them them old, like the first one and stuff like that, that sounds like that. So I feel like Jaguar is an early influence to girls like Jill, okay? No, I got to give Jaguar her props. I can, don't, don't, I know Jaguar out here in these streets and wilding out and ain't taking her medicine and shit, <laughs> but Jaguar, right, is probably a precursor to the Jill Scotts of the world, okay? I don't know how true that story is, but I know that when she was talking shit, you know, because she was mad at Jill Scott or something, she was talking a lot of shit about Jill Scott on inlet in there, and Jill Scott was like, some, she wrote back and said, lions don't answer something. I don't know. But, <laughs> but I will say that I have to give her her props. She, she, it, 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 I thought about that the other night. So, but Jill Scott gave a fabulous performance. She is a lot of fire. I think that's why she's so sexy in her performances and her sound and her music. Very sexy. Jill is sexy. Okay? Jill is a sexy artist to me. Okay? And it's just, it, it, she's one of those artists that personality, her personality, her looks, she's pretty too. So I just feel like, yeah, she's got the, she's, she's one of those, people don't give, don't, don't give her enough and her sexual like that, but yeah, one I love until then I imagine. I like uh what's the one? Uh what she said, uh So Gone. Oh, I love So Gone. And what's the um and Crown Royal Crown Royal my stuff Crown Royal. That she should make that alone. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Jill Scott and then Missy Elliott performed, okay, like I said, let me tell you about Missy, okay, how I feel about Missy Elliott. I, like I said, I've never really been into, you know, I used to hear it and all that stuff, but it just wasn't my thing. I liked her as a producer. I liked a lot of her stuff that she produced. But, you know, other stuff I was just like, <laughs> Last night, let me give this, give her her props, okay? One of the most flawless shows, like, as a performer, like entertainer, I have ever seen the visuals for Missy Elliott, the concept. Oh, I loved everything. 
every damn shout out to Missy. I I said I will go see her in concert because this is Beyonce. No, this wasn't visuals where she was trying to Beyonce. I got something to say. It ain't visuals where she trying to cover sitting her ass down. You know, because I see you, Beyonce. I see you. You better be shaking ass. By the time you come over to the states, you better not be sitting there. See, people been talking about you sitting down. These tours. And I saw you the other day walking out like he was tired. I was like, oh. She was walking around the stage and she was Beyonce. Got great visuals, but walking down this, around the stage like she's tired. People having to help her walk around. I'm like, we're going to help her. Now, your tickets being $1,000 and $500 and $600, no, you ain't. And no, you ain't walking around here tired and looking like you about to pop pass out. Beyonce was like, she about to pass out. Beyonce looks like she having more fun off stage. <laughs> when I see her on the picture, her little picture she put out, she looks like she be having more fun off stage. Okay, when she on stage, she's like, "Child, somebody, okay, get me out this seat over here." She be sitting down up there singing. I can't, child, I can't wait to catch this show. I'm like, if you be sitting down at the other paper, I'm like, you you gonna get talked about. You know, I already talked about you. You know, I'm gonna have a really a mouthful. Them visuals that be on point. Anyway, Missy, though, from start to finish, dancers, concept, ah, dope, fire, loved it, can't say enough. I was thoroughly entertained the whole time. I was like, outfits, you Missy. I was mad at Jill's outfit, but Missy made up for everything. Missy's outfit was all of them was so that Cindy. Oh, everything was, it just, it was right. And I love the concept. I love the idea of the spaceship, her coming from outer space. And she has this thing like her, this uh, thing of her talking before she comes out, you know, uh, you know, saying to people, you come to get down, like you showed up, like you just showed up, she stays, she's getting ready to take you on this journey, and this light glows, like, from a spaceship, and then suddenly Missy appears, that's a fucking interest. I love a, I love a show with an interest. Oh, my God. I love when an artist has an interest. Oh, I be mad when they don't. Oh, I be mad when somebody just walk out on the stage, I'm like, huh? I mean, I understand when you when you are open and acting, you ain't got that much money and stuff like that. But when you got the when you got the budget, you better give me an entrance, okay? I'm talking about you. You don't give me no entrance. Just come walking your ass out. I'm be like, hold up. Now, Missy entered the room, okay? She that all oh, the whole thing. The dancers were so fired. Missy dancers was always fired, but the whole. I, love, I ain't even in Missy music like that. The big TV on stage where all the people that she done produced and said, oh, my God, Missy. That show was it. Okay, the visuals. Whoa. The visuals were fire. All the way to the end. I love the end when it, when she when she. Like when it was like a lick, like she went up on where she disappeared, you know, goes off stage. It was, she even had an exit. I'm like, what am I like? This is what I am talking about. Have an exit, Missy. Missy had an exit. I said, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Did Missy get the operation? Because she has got 
her chin on my all kind of I'm like, what did you eat? Like, like green? I'm down here in Texas, so I need to know what I what did I need to do to stay away from this beast. <laughs> Missy looks good, okay? Um, man, to the exit. And then she, that hologram or whatever, if her comes back on and starts talking, dry, uh, get, be safe, like telling your audience to be safe. Oh, my God. And till next, oh, it was like a whole experience. I love that shit. Shout out to Missy. Missy Elliott, I would go see you anytime. Okay, after that performance, I was Lord, I loved every, and I'm not a huge Missy Elliott fan musically in terms of her music, not in terms of her as a producer, in terms of her music, but oh my God, I enjoyed that whole damn show, fabulous, and I like Missy, every time Missy was on the stage, she was entertaining, Missy connected to the audience, went down the audience, you know, walking through the audience and hitting hands. It was just, she was, not, even though Missy's one of those artists that kind of sometimes seems disconnected, but it works for her. And I loved it. I don't know if I was more, if I was so impressed with the visuals. The show was, I, I was impressed with all of the dancers, visuals, outfits, even Missy's energy. Okay, I'm sorry, I loved all of it. I ain't nothing I got bad to say about Missy Elliott. And I can't believe y'all have Monica trending for her bad performance and not Missy trending. Missy Elliott should have been trending. Oh, that, that was, yeah, she's great, okay? All right, so let's get to tonight's performances, okay? So tonight was Meg the Stallion was headlining. I saw a lot of y'all on Twitter, like, oh, what is going on here? Uh, oh, and yesterday the hosts were, the first night the host was uh, the host for Hulu. Hulu had hosts, okay? I don't know who the hosts on stage were at the SSS, but Hulu had hosts, and Hulu had the first night, I can't remember who it was. Was it, uh, what, who was it? The first night, I know why, uh, I don't know why I'm blank going to blank for the first night who hosted Hulu. Mm. I can't remember. But the second night, I think it was Wallow, who I liked. And, man, you know, I don't like to, like, not like nobody for nothing. There's only two other girls I've not liked for nothing. And I have to say, like, damn, you know who I kind of like now? who I used to dislike a whole lot, like, because I saw her first reality show years ago, like, just too, like, it, it's hard for me to dislike people, like, you know, just like, I don't got no reason, I just don't like you, anything that I'm hating on you, usually I got a reason, but it's something about you, like, sometimes I'm like, it's hard for me not to like a person, okay, so I'm getting ready to say this, you know, like, I just be like, ugh, you know, <laughs> there's two girls that I used to feel that way about, but I don't feel that way about them anymore. And that's because they have shows on the Clio network and I feel like I've got, they've grown and I've gotten to know them better. But remember Empire Girls years ago with Jalissa uh, Bermudez and what, Adrian? Oh, I hated them. When I saw that show, I was like, what, 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 what are these two idiots? <laughs> that show gave me a bad taste. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and I was just hate on them every time I see them. Like, oh my god! And I remember Maxwell dating. Was this Maxwell dating? I was like, really? Like, really? 
But then I saw her on Cleo, and I was like, oh, I like her. She's, she's grown a lot. And Adrian has, too. So there's only those two girls. That, that, I don't know what it was. I don't, I don't know. It was just because I saw a reality show, and they used to rub me the wrong way on that reality show. I was like, ugh. There's one other person that gets me like that. Roxy. Ugh. Roxy was hosting, like, last night. Oh, I hated the whole, you know why? Because the whole time I hated Roxy on 106 and Park. Oh, I used to hate Roxy on 106 and Park. I just really, really, because, you know, it's so hard to come behind free. Free was free was dope, okay? Free dressed every day. Free was fire, okay? But, I just felt like Roxy knew somebody. I was like, who the fuck she know? Why is she still on? I hated Roxy. And I still got a little bad taste in my mouth about Roxy. <laughs> so when I saw her and like hosting her, well, I loved her outfit. She looked really pretty. But I just, I don't know what it is with me and Rock. Roxy. I feel like there's only three. Jalissa, Adrian. But I like Jalissa and Adrian now. But I don't. It's Roxy. I still got a problem with it. I was like, the white dress is cute. But I was like, I, ooh, I was like, ooh. And tonight, I forget who that girl was with. What's a uh, what Tigger? But Tigger, I like Tigger did that by himself. Okay, he just got that kind of energy. I like him. I always have liked him, even he was in the basement years ago. But yeah, yeah. But Roxy, I don't know what he is. I just don't know. I can't remember who did the first night. But uh, yeah, I just. I'm sorry, Roxy. I, 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 it's unfair for me not to like you. But I think it's because I felt like you hosted 106 and Park. I hated her on 106 and Park because I felt like she. To compare it to, to Free, it just, Free and AJ, it just, nobody ever did better than them, even though I like Terrence. I just didn't like Roxy. And so, I wasn't that I didn't like Roxy, it was just that the style, she wasn't that great on 106 and Park, and they kept, like, it was like somebody, like, they was, she was somebody's sister or somebody's cousin, or they trying to fulfill a quota or something, and they kept her own. And I think that's what made me start having a strike. Ooh, I got to be just. <laughs> but a lot of people hated on Roxy back then, right? But I think because everybody was just mad. Like, why y'all still doing this? We, we y'all be maybe put on something else or something like that. But, yeah, so I still am bitter. <laughs> okay? But, yeah, so those were the hosts for the uh, Hulu thing. But, um who else they had tonight? Okay. So let's talk about tonight. So tonight they had up here. Let me pull it up. Tonight was May the Stallion's night. Let me set it up. Let's see y'all. Hold on, y'all. Um, tonight it was uh the 50th anniversary of hip hop they celebrated the women. Okay, it was hosted by Angie Martinez. I know y'all like Angie Martinez. I like Angie Martinez. Okay, and I know y'all didn't invite her to the picnic. Okay, I mean, I I, I just sometimes I'll be like, it's just like isn't it a black women? But I, I'm okay. You know, I like I I, I get because I've seen Angie. Um, I, I've listened to Angie's podcast more. I like Angie. I like Angie's interview style. So I can't really say I, I like her. I just, sometimes I just be like, dang, you went up, you know, back in there. But I understand she's such a thing, big thing in hip-hop 
in New York, right? Uh, I like, I, it's good. I loved, uh, they had Cinderella. Cinderella had her little ass up there tonight. See, this is what I'm talking about, Cinderella. You should have been doing when you were some pepper. And you should have been branding yourself. See? But now, you know, yeah, they performed tonight together, Salt and Pepper and Cinderella and them. I don't know. I, I didn't see them. It feel like it still felt a little cold. I didn't see too much interaction, but I'm going to get you that. So first up was uh, Mia X. I ain't seen Mia X in years. I was like, what? <laughs> she was on no limit. I was like, what? Okay, so it was cool. Uh, then she did good and stuff like that. And then they had, listen here, I don't even know why y'all wouldn't. She should have been, it should have been salt and pepper, even salt and pepper. Okay? But Eve, I love Eve, okay? So Eve is one of my, was one of my favorite female rappers in the, like, like, more the back in like the not the not the distant day like like in the two thousands or something. I love me some Eve. Okay, Eve is it wasn't Eve a stripper? Eve was the first stripper. Well, she Eve was a uh, Eve 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 was making the way, paving the way for these strippers out here rapping. Now Eve Eve came a long way. Oh, she came a long way from feeling, didn't she? Mm-mm-mm, that weed was flawless, honey. That blonde weed was flawless. Oh, that weed lace one. I know something fire, okay? It was looking good. No, it was looking good, okay? That lace one, that blonde was. And Eve came out there, didn't miss a beat, okay? Eve, it's like, I was like, can I do that? There's, you had a baby? I mean, she came out there rocking, okay? I loved Eve. I loved Eve probably. The most out of that group tonight, okay? Eve was bomb, okay? Love, love, love Eve. And I used to love Eve to come on uh, a TV, Eve, how you doing? I used to love the show. <laughs> when Eve had the rumor, when Eve had the uh, series, I used to watch that all the time. So I, I, I'm a big Eve fan. So I I love seeing her. I mean, because she done came a long way. She looked good. I was like, oh, my God, dude, you can get back out here and do this. Where are you at? You need to be back rapping. You need you need to put some music out. You you need to do a feature or something. Hey, I know you happy married to that rich man, but girl, you better get out and do some work. Uh, maybe that's what she was doing tonight, but she she didn't miss a beat. She sounded great, okay. Uh, and then um, Remy Ma, who I listen, I like Remy Ma. Even though when I was in New York, I heard twice two bad stories about Remy Ma. <laughs> I did, I did. You know, I be talking to people. People, people be talking to me. They just be talking. People will tell, I don't know what it is about me that people feel the need to tell me stuff. Like, right? But when I was in, I was at the, I remember I was at one of the malls and one of the, good, good, the most animated story. This one girl was telling me, yeah, she was thinking for Papa's. And he was really nice, but she was rude, girl. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I love the girl, too. Yeah, chicks are something else. Like a couple of my best girlfriends and I, I, I've known to be some girls of these and they wild. They be doing the wild man. They be wild. I had one girlfriend. I remember I used to go and visit her and her her dude used to have the wildest fights. I'd be like, Y'all crazy, y'all nuts. Like it, it, I don't know if it's the concrete. <laughs> 
for Ruby Bob. When I see Ruby Bob, Ruby Bob reminds me of the ultimate New York girl. Like, <laughs> like, but then New York chicks can be submissive too. Very submissive. I no, that's no, don't lie. Because I say, listen, okay, I had a time when I was going to East Coast, like when I was young, I was going, to, I was like East Coast guy. And you know they got they got in my energy. They you know because they like to fight. I I'm a peaceful person, but they like to bring the eat. I don't know what it is about East Coast men. They like to bring the evil, like like make you evil. They <laughs> <laughs> like to, they like to, they they love when you cuss them. I don't know who I'd be like like I'm cussed this person out. They love it. They thought I was. They was in here. They was more and I was like, this is crazy. I mean, they love toxicity. <laughs> Not all y'all. But back then, I thought y'all did. I mean, I was like, it wasn't an East Coast. I was mean, they who didn't like some toxic shit. They want to be toxic. <laughs> back in the day, y'all was toxic like a mug in the 90s and the early 2000s. Oh, they was toxic. Oh, they was toxic out there. I don't know if it was too much Johnny. See no trees enough or no no gardens and shit. I don't know what was going on. Like, they asses is um, a lot. <laughs> so sometimes most of the women I met, some I met a couple that could be submissive. But when I was dating this dude, his, his, he had a sister-in-law. She was so submissive. But I was like, Catholic. But that's because they done some other shit. But but for the most part, most of the chicks I knew, girls, they was hardcore. They be arguing with the dudes like like Negroes. Like they be arguing like like they be ready to box. Like, I was like, wow. Like they be cussing people. It's just a different story. It's just hard. I, I think I was hard, more hardcore back in them day. <laughs> I'm like, I'm peaceful. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep the peace. Woofa. And I had to cuss people out. Had to get ignorant. Had to act a fool. <laughs> Only East Coast. <laughs> Nothing else. East Coast, man, he acts a fool. I, 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 I had somehow I was a complete fool. I acted a fool, okay? I was acting a fool. Don't Oh, she. I was like, wait a minute. Then I had to think when I got back in my element. I was like, what is. What? I'm, I'm, a, I'm like the Megan Tanya. I'm, I'm, I'm here, but I'm classy. <laughs> Right, so New York chicks, I always think of it like Ruby Ma, she reminds me of the classic New York chick that will like, like go up in the dude's face and stuff. So I felt like I had to do that all the time. I felt like I was, when I was dating, I felt like I was always getting in arguments. I had literally like, it was like, a, like I had to literally be kind of masculine. <laughs> the trip, okay? All right, so Remy Mine was performing. She was really good. I like Remy. Remy looks so good. I like what she had on. I love her outfit. I couldn't think. I was like, what is Remy going to sing? But then, you know, she did a lot of her features and stuff like that. I don't know if Remy will ever make music. Will Remy ever still Because I feel like it's a time for the art. Because to me, Remy Ma can rap. Remy Ma, girls like Remy Ma and Eve could probably rap all these girls underneath the shell, you know, especially Remy Ma, okay? So it's like, I don't understand. You know, you got Papoose over there? 
girl, you, I don't know if you got no more from this alleged stories out here now. Y'all been, but they been showing up together. I don't know. You know, them Pisces, girl, they, they Gemini, that Pisces gonna be hard. They ain't gonna, you know, the Pisces, they'll stay around it. <laughs> okay? So, uh, so yeah, but yeah, we talked about Riverside and, uh, Papoose last week. Remember the rumors were that Remy, Remy, People were thinking Remy was messing around with somebody in these streets. Okay, so there was those rumors. The other week, child, we don't know how true it is, but it was, it was tea out in these streets. Okay, now I said that I said that I won't blame Remy Ma because when she met Papoose, she was in jail. Okay, and I said these Pisces and so some of y'all Pisces got mad at me tonight, which I'm getting ready to talk about the Pisces in a minute, Major Stallion. But y'all little Pisces, your little sissies got mad at me. But I be telling the truth on y'all about how y'all use your kindness to lure the weak. <laughs> and that's what happened to Remy. That's what that fool said. <laughs> I'm going to go down there and get her. Why she did jail? Why she did lots of? He did a love after lots of. <laughs> and y'all be like, oh, that's so sweet. He waited for her. He knew what was up. He knew exactly what was up, okay? That Gemini might be peeping game, okay? Pisces, Papoon, that Gemini might be peeping game. You better get out here and start rapping or doing something, okay? Because can rap his ass off, right? But I, you know, I don't know why he on. He, he's ahead of something. Or he just took some, a job for somebody red or something. I can't remember. But listen, okay? I'm can't board the gym, okay? But, yeah, she was really good tonight. I enjoyed really my, um... Let me see what else. Okay, uh, who else performed? I'm just about to talk about Tim's. Is it Tim's name? Mm-hmm. No, oh, he's still on the people. Trina came out. Trina, I love you, Trina. Trina, Trina, Trina. I like Trina. Trina look, Trina's plus size right now. Trina look good though. Trina look good, but Trina, I think you got tired midway. Because I don't think you used to carrying that much weight, like, you know, on stage and rapping and stuff for you. I don't know. I don't know what happened with Trina. She said she ain't pregnant, though. Y'all was all thinking she was pregnant. Trina said she's not pregnant, okay? But Trina's still very beautiful. But, you know, I just think maybe, you know, it's hard to be out there and work that stage like she normally does. And suddenly she's carrying a lot of weight that she, you know, Trina, I think, is one of them girls that struggle with weights and stuff like weight and stuff like that. You know, I saw a lot of those girls out there that do that. Beyonce used to be like that, you know, because I remember years ago, Beyonce used to be, Beyonce's learned to really rectify her weight. But I remember one time I was watching a documentary years ago when Beyonce used to talk. Y'all remember that, do y'all? Y'all remember when Beyonce used to talk? <laughs> She did. I'm going to tell you about it. One time when she used to be in Disney's house, she used to talk some shit. Like she used to have interviews and actually talk to people. Hey, like the early early stages of of, of Destiny's house. Beyonce had a, she used to talk. And when she used to talk, I remember they had this show where she had this trainer one time. And she was working out for something. And the dude was telling her how she couldn't have no honey bun. And, like, Beyonce, you know something about Beyonce back in those days. She was a Popeye chicken and honey bun, right? 
And she's like, no, nah, I'm going to eat me a honey bun. And the dude's like, you're going to have to work out two hours of that honey bun off of you. She's like, so I'm going to eat me a honey bun. She was getting mad. Like, she was literally getting pissed. Like, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> you ain't going to stop me from eating no honey bun. And at the end of the show, she was eating this honey bun. <laughs> I'm going to eat this honey bun. She, Beyonce used to be one of those chicks that had to watch her weight. Trina is one of those girls because she's mad. She's a thick girl. She's, you know, Trina got a booty titty. You know what I'm saying? Trina, Trina got. So I'm not so. I'm not surprised a little bit, but I do think that that probably hurt her tonight a little bit. That's my opinion. Because it seemed like somewhere in between the set, she started getting tired. Of she looked. She was only working one side of the stage, and she got on the big old heels. Child. And yeah, weight is some hard and it was hard, okay? So yeah, so yeah, but Trina looked nice, okay? But I do think she struggled a little bit on set. Salt and pepper, okay? I always love salt and pepper is always a thing. Okay, I love salt and pepper. One of my first rap concerts was salt and pepper, okay? When they had the original Cinderella, okay, I was probably about 13, 14 when I went to this concert. This is a concert I remember I had the kid at Music High was Cinderella, Fat Boys. No, it was Cinderella, uh, Tom Pepper's Fat Boys. It's when they had a uh, tramp out. They had just come out. Uh, it was, I forget, it was like a whole bunch of people. I used to keep tickets up. I still probably got the tickets up. Okay, but they was on tour. They was on the show with Fat Boys. I can remember that. And I remember that they have them having, that was the original girl. That was not so Cinderella that he had been with for years and years back then. So I've been going to see Salt and Pepper for years like that. Like when they was in a prime, I probably saw Salt and Pepper probably four or five times. And since then, out of a prime, okay? But I really love Salt and Pepper, so there's not a bad thing I can say. Pepper, Pep looks great, okay? Pepper, Pepper looks really good, okay? Salt is beautiful, too. Here's what I'll say with salt, okay? And weight, it's again, weight again, too. I think, but salt is, see, these people are much smaller because TV makes you look huge. Like, cameras make you look way bigger than what you are, okay? Like, when you take a picture, sometimes you know, the camera will make you look like you, like you got 20 chins and stuff like that, you know? So that's why sometimes these artists have to work so much, so hard on slimming down and stuff like that. But, Pep, I just didn't like that. I mean, salt, I just didn't like the outfit she had on. Like, I hated that. I hated it. I hated it. It just, it, it just um, showed off the parts that didn't look, made her look dumpy. And she's actually smaller, probably. Now, I'm personally thinking, I might have to have a rant for salt. I might be. I might be about to have a rant for salt, okay? Okay, so let me say why I personally, what I personally think going on with salt. <laughs> I don't know, because remember when they had the reality show years ago, Pop was deeply religious when they, and she didn't want to do pushing and all that stuff before, you know, and I get that. I respect that. But sometimes what happens when women get, you know, really in church and stuff, they do they, they tend to, to, to let, like, forget that they women and feminine, and she's a performer. So I'm like, how were you wearing that big old jacket, jean jacket, because you you try you trying not to look. Sexy. I just want Salt to look sexy, like have fun. It looks like because the Salt back in the day was really sexy. 
So I'm like, so what is going on here? I mean, I don't understand you older, but Pep still out here saying it just feels like I don't know. I don't I don't know if there's something there. The fact that she didn't look good, she looked good. She did great on stage, but it's just like she looked that outfit looked, made her look dumpy, more dumpy than more dumpy and more bigger than what she she's not that big. So, but it made her look, you know, it just made her look funny. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that, but I love the I love the set. I love the show. I never have anything bad to say about Salt and Pepper. Huge Salt and Pepper fan. I remember years ago I had my hair shaved. Like when I was a young girl, hair shaved. I used to wear biking shorts, all that stuff, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I like. I, I'm a big Salt and Pepper fan, right? All right. So who else is there? Uh, I didn't see Moni Lana, I don't think. I don't think I saw her. Um, with Tim performed. Okay, let me just say. Um, I don't want to be rude, okay? Tim, you look really cute. I think her, I love the hair. The lace front was lace front, okay? Uh, she said she was nervous tonight. Okay, I can buy that. Because sometimes you be nervous and stuff, you know, all that. Uh, I didn't like her performance. I was like, um, I think she got more comfortable the more she went on. But I think she's a songwriter. She starts, she starts to, you know, sometimes it's good for her that she's being a performer. But sometimes, sometimes people are better songwriters than they are. Uh, uh, performers, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we can do both. Uh, I just, and listen, I'm gonna get to it in a minute because a lot of African American, Black American people are like, we, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm gonna say it, but Essence Rich Lady, was it Drew or whoever? Y'all better recognize something, okay? Y'all can't y'all y'all better be careful trying to snow black people with globalism. I'm just saying you got to be real careful because black people it's great grassroots movement moving right now very differently. Letting black people know they got to create boundaries. And the last thing people want to do you want to do is sneak to try to sneak tip black people into a, a, an erasure of their. Uh, sometimes it takes us a long time to catch on, but when we do, we start uh, shutting down shop. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna get to that in a minute, but um, Tim's I just was like okay, <laughs> but she looks nice. Okay, uh, Kid, uh, he performed on the box most of the time. I I was like okay, did you coming off the box? He came out the box when Tim's came out and started singing. That you don't need no other body, which she sang before, just about two hours before. I was like, you don't sing that song and then re-sing it again? But I don't think the audience was feeling. They kept trying to show flashes of people. They Essence was searching. They said, let's search for, they were searching hard. Let's search for uh, uh, somebody who's standing up. <laughs> okay, listen. We kids. Uh, I didn't like them performing on the box the whole time. I'm going to say, I said it before, Afrobeats ain't nothing but reggae and hip-hop and black American music mixed together. And 
Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> I, I saw the essence or audience and they were just sitting there like, mm. <laughs> and I saw some of the tweets, okay? Uh, yeah, no, okay. And I will get back to that too, okay? Um, Meg the Stallion, girl. First of all, let me say this. Susan Taylor would never, all the niggas y'all were saying tonight, Susan Taylor would have passed out. (laughs) The old SSS, they would have fell out of y'all saying that. (laughs) This is not your mama's SSS. Hell, this ain't even my SSS, okay? Back in the day, Essence would not have, even though I like a little bit of ratchetness, I love me some Megan Thee Stallion. I, do, I ain't going to lie, I like some of the city girls. Even though the city girls, like, you know, sometimes they rap okay. But I really like some of that. You know, it, that's my little workout. I'll be like, you know, the, <laughs> I like some of the <laughs> I do. I do like some of the ratchets. I ain't going to lie to y'all, okay? But... Okay, Megan, do think about her coochie a lot, okay? Megan was telling tonight, I don't know how many ways she told you that coochie was good. And the coochie looked good too, Megan. I ain't going to lie. It looked like it's good, okay? I, the way you was running, winding it down and all that stuff, I was like, shit, this don't look like it's good. <laughs> okay. But this is a whole other issue. This is not Susan Taylor's business, okay? If Susan was at home, Susan, if you was at home watching, I'm sorry. <laughs> the previous owner for Essence, the two men, it's like, right. the S, listen, y'all, listen, you, I'm going to have to, I'm going to explain, answers used to be very, you did not, back in the day, you couldn't, uh-uh, y'all wouldn't go get it. They wouldn't go do too much ratchetness on essence, okay? Essence used to be a party with a purpose, okay? That's what it was known as, a party with a purpose. But I'm going to talk about it tonight, okay? I love Megan the Stallion said, even though it's ratchet as hell, but I love, I love what she had on. That body was bodying. I like when she's shaking her booty. I'm like, man, that ass. Okay, I'm attracted. Oh, my God. I want my booty to do that. I got enough booty for it. <laughs> but I don't know if I got the knees for it. <laughs> but Megan, a hot girl in it, okay? And I love her inviting the different groups up on stage. And one, of, who was one of the women that came up on stage uh, uh, up there smacking other women's booty and stuff? Who was up there? Who was up there? Who I tell you? That Sagittarius was up there, wasn't she? She was up there. Yes, she was. Janelle Monet. <laughs> Even Megan called her out. Okay, of course Janelle Monet was there for all of uh, May the Stallion, okay? She got, she could. Jan- Janelle is, uh, uh, you know, she got this little ratchet out. I told y'all. y'all. Y'all thought she was just running around in the streets and stuff, and she was deep. She wasn't. She, she like, she's kind of ratchet. <laughs> oh, sorry, she is. She got, she got a deep side, but she kind of ratchet. Okay? Um, listen, I, I'm just saying, Meg, like, Meg know her booty so nice and her her body so nice, she was smacking her own ass. Okay? So, uh, yeah, uh, Listen, I had never heard, I mean, I have never heard from me. She, I remember at one point she was saying, you don't need no, uh, uh, we, 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 we don't need no, uh, this is a hot girl summer. We don't need y'all in, but we won't y'all, but we don't need y'all. I was like, oh, Susan Taylor, I can just see Susan Taylor just pass. 
they would never let nobody take that property if it's the second of that. <laughs> you probably have to disguise, disguise it. Oh, it was ratchet. There was so much ratchetness up there. Oh, my goodness. And she had three, the three groups come up. I can't lie, I enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> I, I like, like, it's something about, let me just say this, okay? Meg has the performance skills of, of Beyonce. It was a huge mistake. I'm going to tell you something. This is my personal opinion of Beyonce. Renaissance, you know, they gonna, they just giving you a lot of love for that shit, but, you know, it dropped like bricks on the truck. Nobody was paying no attention to it except for them, to them cuffy girls came up and started doing the cuffy dance. You should have went out. Because, see, see, I feel like this is, I wish Beyonce would have did something, did Savage with Maybe did something. Like, her and Meg would have performed Ratchet together. I think that would have been hot. Because Beyonce's verse is dope. Hips, TikTok, when I dance. On a dinner time, I might start, start our own thing. Big B and the B stands for dance. If you want to hit see some real ass, that you can suggest. I say left cheek, right cheek, drop a load in me. Texas up in the skin. I'm doing my thing. Oh, oh, oh. Beyonce said, oh, God, I hate on them. I hate that she didn't promote it. That's the one you should promote. I feel like that was Beyonce all day braggadocious with a girl that was just as good of a performer on stage as she is. Vegas hot on sale. Vegas real hot on sale. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, damn. Okay, and it's a lot of the booty and the coochie. I see it, but it's. I mean, she's hot. I mean, it's this is a she. Listen, rap girls. I can't fuck with Megan Stallion on stage. I'm gonna just say that. I, Remy can with rap. Y'all can't Remy and girls. Remy like Remy and Eve got straight lyrics and skills and stuff like that. But Meg has that Beyonce-esque, but a little bit more ratchet with the ratchet girl, five with the hood girl thing. Oh, and girl, that lace front. I was like, ooh, maybe, ooh. You know, I was trying to find how, how, how I'm going to wear my hair. You know, I like to be hot for Vegas, right? So I was like, how am I going to wear my hair in Vegas? I was like, when y'all like Meg's hair? I used to have some, I did a hair, a, 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 a lace front like that one time. Ooh, that lace front, it was hot too. I loved her hair tonight. Her hair was all, it was all of that. I just, that hair is thick. That hair, that's what I'm talking about. The whole, it was, I like the performance. I just said Susan Taylor would never go. Ratchetness going on up at the end of the All kind of ratchetness. And one thing I've learned Meg, you're going to have to get some other rest, though, because, I, I, girl, I believe you. I really believe you tonight. The coochie is probably good, okay? The, 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 every man at home got a show, okay? I got a show. I'm not even gay, and I'm like, damn, I think I was gay tonight. I was like, oh, my God, what? Nice ass. I mean, I, like, I was looking. Every time she turned around and shake her ass, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, I would have to eat grass for like a whole year. <laughs> I couldn't sniff anything, like any pastry or beef or anything. I would just be out here eating grass and kiwi. And <laughs> oh, but if I, if I 
you couldn't take shit. Now back in the day, I did, but if you, I, you could do the shit then. But I said, oh my god, I see prob, I see problems, I see problems by the time I can't say I be proud. I'll be rapping made the stallion rap. If I can do them that that when she get down on her knees and she be bouncing I be trying I love she be just talking so much ish in her rap. I'm like, I ain't never had Jake speak him out like I was like, What? Okay, yeah, maybe be talking may no that coochie get good. They like this is some good coochie, okay? That's why, what's that boy, who's that boy she was dating? That, what's the dude y'all was saying? What's the dude Meg was dating there, too? And he was, he came out, allegedly, he was, he, was, he, went, he got on, went on stage and tried to read her some poetry, but she was over there in Italy with the other dude. He read, allegedly, I forget the dude, the dude she was dating. Boy, he, man, let me tell you something, man, okay? That's a Pisces over there, okay? Pisces women are different. Pisces women are different. They're not like the men. I see the females are known, I ain't calling her no hoe. I'm just saying they're known sexual, like real sexual of the zodiac. Yes, sir. I thought Scorpio's next. Scorpio's aura was on a different type of thing. Scorpio, you know, you got some hoeish Scorpios, but for the most part, Scorpios are very selective about who they hoe with. You know what I'm saying? With Scorpios really, if they out here hoeing, they, they, you know, it's a, it might be a dark energy, but Scorpios are really looking to soul merge with somebody. They want somebody who's a soulmate. They're looking for soulmate by, oh, who's my other half? Who's my, because, you know, our thing is love or, and spirituality and everything. We want to bring all of it to pass. We want sex. With sex, we want the whole experience. We want the whole, like, we want the stars and the moon and everything opening up. We want, <laughs> right? But with Pisces women, they known as the hoes of the zodiac, right? No, the harlotics, the harlotics of the, I ain't saying y'all are, but that's what y'all known as. These Pisces out in these streets. Okay, let's talk about it. Erica Badu. Oh, and y'all be always talking about Erica Witchy once they went and once Erica put that coochie on you. Who else? Uh, <laughs> uh, what else? Who else is the Pisces out here? Rihanna. Okay, Rihanna. That's what me so amazing. Okay, listen. Rihanna. Meg. Okay. Meg is a is a Pisces, I believe. Meg is a is Meg Meg a Pisces? Or she a let me look at this. I always thought I think Meg's a Pisces. And she got that Piscean energy too. Well they say it's an Aquarius. Let me look at that. No, I've seen Pisces before. Aquarius can be, no, no, no. Aquarius can be the host, too. This is a different way. Uh, let me see. I thought maybe it was Pisces. I was sure of it. Let me look at her. Let's talk about her for a minute since she performed. Oh, she's February 15th. I thought she was a Pisces. What is it in her chart that I thought I was Pisces? Yeah. Okay, that's another one. Aquarius women can be that trip. Now, now Aquarius is I find very Gemini-like in some ways. Very Aquarius women are very different though. Aquarius women, like my, my 
my my bestie, I might I might be a little bit of Aquarius whisperer too. My bestie, one of my besties were Aquarius. Uh, my first love was Aquarius. I like Aquarius people. Aquarius people I tend to like. Scorpio, even though they rub us to Scorpios the wrong way, you know. But Aquarius are very deep thinkers. But here's the thing about that I found interesting about my Aquarius friends, right? One of my Aquarius friends, she was the type of chick she made straight A's in school. That's what I made. May, May, May could be an Aquarius, okay? I can see that. I don't know why I thought she was a Pisces. I've been somewhere she was a Pisces. Something in her chart that says Pisces to me, I've seen, okay? But I have to look at it again. But May, let's talk about this. She, she has some Pisces those traits a little bit, but y'all, that Pisces women are known as, could be the harvest of the zodiac, how they move and stuff like that or whatever. But being Aquarius, okay, that would explain going to school, wanting to finish, being very studious, but then also the ratchet, hood girl, okay. So this friend I have, super intelligent, like a Gemini, okay. I have a friend, girlfriend that was Gemini, super intelligent and all that stuff. But on a weekend, she was a whole nother person. He's like, who the fuck? That you know, <laughs> you didn't know who she was. Like, this is a whole nother. She was ratchet as hell. She was a whole nother personality. It was like that person. You, you didn't even, it was like that other person that exists. Now, with the Aquarius, it isn't like that. They don't act, they don't, they don't have, they have duality, but not, and all, all signs have duality, but not like Gemini, you know. It's a different type of, it's a, they have duality, but it's like, it's a part of, the Aquarian quest. It's like a, uh, I think their own way of getting philanthropy to them, their own, because, you know, they're known as a philanthropist of the Zodiac and stuff like that. But I think they also like to give philanthropy to to themselves, sometimes through sexual things and stuff. And so I would have this, and she'd be like a complete nerd, very good, and everything, and you'd be kind of, you'd be like, say, yeah, girl, what you doing today? Girl, oh, yeah, I have to finish my homework. I got a test, such and such, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, girl. And I said, well, what you going to do after that? Girl, yeah, I'm going skinny dipping with a bunch of people. You know, we going to go out here and I'm just like, girl, have some fun. Just go get naked and skinny dip. You're like, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want nothing, okay? No, no, no. And they found that was the expansion of their intellectuality. They thought, I really, she believes she does. And it wouldn't be nothing for her to be like, I'm going to be a stripper. Like, you know, yeah, I might go to the strip club and take a few dance classes. You know, I, I wouldn't mind being a stripper. It wasn't, it was just odd like that. You know what I'm saying? They do, they just be off cuff. Like, you never know, like, off cuff with wow shit. <laughs> Okay, so Meg is probably that. So that's why you see Meg. Meg, Meg and then Meg has a, I think a, her ascendant is, a, oh, her moon sign. Is that Leo? Yeah. Okay, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Okay. So, yeah, uh, Aquarius, moon, Leo. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, and then the Mercury is in Aquarius. I, I need to look at some husband. Her north node is in Scorpio, so she is doing. Listen, she she is showing the body and all that. She she's she's in her she's in her a little bit of element. Uh, Mid Haven's Leo, so she she's 
she's supposed she's she's supposed to be kind of a, 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 a her career it shows her career is what Leos or most people if you have any Leo in your chart specifically uh, Leo ascender on the big threes and stuff like that your supposed your career might be in the, in the in the public some sort of way way and hers hers is in her mid haven which normally denotes career and stuff like that so her Leo lives there. Um, yeah, interesting. Pluto and Sagittarius on the cusp at Scorpio. Yeah, probably see this. Okay, yeah, that's why she's so. Uh, she ain't lying either. Coochie probably do. Coochie probably do. Okay. <laughs> that's why she ain't lying. She say, shoot. She said she when she say if she run the beach, she probably do. <laughs> All right, but I love I love watching her tonight. Okay, I can't I I can't lie and say I wasn't uh, in intrigued by the whole thing. Okay, now to talk about essence. Yeah, we take no breaks tonight. Okay, so no breaks. Some music. Okay, I know you have like Pat here, me a Carlotta. Okay, but we gotta talk about it. Okay, um, maybe we'll take one small break. But here's what I say as far as um, essence. A lot of y'all are shocked. The thing is, like, I, you know, one I saw one tweet where this one girl said, "I don't want to be Caribbeanized or West or, or Africanized." You know, <clears throat> and here's the thing. I, listen, I don't think black people have a problem with. Uh, first of all, I love all kinds of people. I love learning about other cultures. I I I love that. Okay. However, I feel like Black America has been in such a low self-esteem place within the last twenty to thirty years that sometimes we we wanted to have some sort of connection at some point in our, you know, in our journey in America to Africa. And I think we didn't understand the concepts, the concept of Africa fully has a continent with 54, I always get it mixed up, 54, 58, I think 54 countries, and that they're all very different and they're all very, uh, and we, we tend to see it has one place it's not America, it's a continent, and there are different countries. And so I think black America uh, tends to romanticize its connection to Africa. And um, that in turn keeps, gives us a very low self-esteem about what we are and who we are and what we created. And a lot of times you will see to me, one of the things that black bourgeoisie, bourgeoisie or the town of the 10th has done are when you see people like Oprah uh, has made it some sort of idea that uh, there's this energy of that we need. Like she went over there to help African children and to me didn't help me. You know, then she gave money to schools over here, but didn't really take time with African-American girls, and I thought that very interesting. Um, well, it looks like she did. It wasn't publicized. Um, and I think probably, this is just my opinion, that the bourgeoisie and the celebrity bourgeoisie and stuff like that, 
might think that Africa has something to teach us, but the truth is we can learn from everybody. But the truth is we have more to teach people. More people, it's, it's, I don't like the idea of erasure, of erasure. And I don't like sneak tip shit that, like, that you see these globalists trying to induce into the United States, into black America. They want black America unrecognizable within the next 50 years. Meaning that they don't want us to, they want us to be like, well, we don't have our own distinct identity. But that this our identity is shared with other groups and every other thing, and we understand that when people come over here, they tend to navigate towards Black America if you're Black, because especially the second if you're a first generation American, like say for instance you're a first generation um, Jamaican or first generation Haitian, you'll probably have more in common with Black Americans because that's the culture you've been around and you've navigated, you've watched on TV and this and that. You know what I'm saying? You've seen in magazines and books and stuff, been the dominant culture in the United States. And so that's the culture you learn from. You probably have more in common with them sometimes with us than sometimes with your parents. But the difference is that the households we grow up in, you know what I'm saying? It's a very different situation because, you know, you grew up here in accents, different, a different version people who come from different places, it's very different from my culture, okay? So even though you might mimic or uh, like the culture, it's not the same, okay? And so <clears throat> when we talk about uh, trying to erase black America so that other cultures can feel comfortable, I have an issue with that. And um, I feel like on the sneak tip, that's what a lot of global people would love to do. Uh, I feel like they would love to, that black America is a very strong group and they love to keep us not identifying within our own culture and our own self, it tends to make us weak when we when we are not setting boundaries or things like that. It doesn't mean you can't love other groups and you can't love other people, but it just means that we have to be very cautious because we're in a time where there are people who who are invested in the erasure of this particular, uh, to me, Black American culture. Um, I don't think the only, as much as I love Essence and what Essence used to be, I really actually feel like when you have somebody like uh, an African by, by, by Essence magazine, black people go to the show still Essence because of their love for Essence Festival. We go because we, we love what Essence used to be, the Susan Taylor era, the, the great R&B shows and all this stuff and everything. And now black people are going and they're seeing that they're seeing something different. They can't quite explain it 
they don't know they don't have the words to articulate what they're seeing, but they know that it's something off. It's something that is trying to sneak in global initiatives and have black people be accepting of certain things. And what you have is you have, like, you know, I remember I was listening to uh, Carolina Wanga, I believe, who was the CEO of Essence, and she was talking about, I'm not having that. She was going out. And Carolina Wanga, to me, I've heard, I've heard her speak a number of times when I was at Essence last year. To me, she is what's wrong because Carolina, she's first generation Kenyan, Kenyan-American. But she, she so, she's so much trying to prove she down with Black America that it's irritating. <laughs> like I know I'm, we're we're committed to uh, uh, America just as much as we're committed to uh, Africa. And I'm like, no, that's not. Uh-uh. You here though, and you you holding, uh, 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 you're holding a magazine that has meant every one of the great magazines, one of the great publishing, uh, a published magazine that's meant a lot to black American women and black America period. And so what do you mean? Cause that's a black American magazine. It doesn't mean that we can't have guests or hope. It was one. So what are you trying to do? Are you trying to sneak tip African culture in? Or are you trying to sneak? I don't know. You just see, there's, you can introduce, I mean, they always do stuff like that. Always the introduction to a little bit of international. It's all, Essence has always been that, okay? But it was, we were hosting the magazine. Our culture was hosting it. Now it feels like something else is coming in. And that's why you see people are going, oh, look at all this tragedies and all this stuff, because they don't have a party with a purpose. They claim they do. They're still holding the seminars and stuff, because that's what y'all used to as African-Americans. Okay, and those are going to slowly change. And those are going to be ran more by, because more and more uh, Democrats are having more and more control. I mean, they always have, but it's even more so. Black America, not, not to make sure to tell y'all all time, uh, Democrat and live, white liberals are controlling a lot of these uh, entertainment groups and everything. So, you, so you don't when you come to Essence. I feel like even years ago, when I used to go to Essence, I used to see a number of different people talk on that stage. It used to be people who was out kilter and stuff like that. You know, even some Republicans up there and stuff like that, even though they weren't the majority, but you would see all kind of people. Now you're seeing more and more commercialism more and more uh, uh, people at a loss for what essence really was back in the day. Ever since Time Warner took it over, it's been that. It's been slowly declining over the years. And then I don't think it was an accident that they sold essence to a a Liberian. And I don't think it was an accident that... that they wanted to... um, that they wanted to buy it. I feel like uh, uh, people are invested in changing the landscape of black America, black American culture. Um, let me put, let me say this. Uh, um, so it's not surprising that you see essence uh taking this deep dive turn 
I'm I'm just not surprised. I I I see, and I I I'm telling y'all, in the next several years, you'll probably even see it even more. And um, I would just say, be careful with that, <laughs> because black people are already discerning what they're seeing. And what they'll try to do next year, they'll probably, because they didn't, it looks like a lot of empty seats all three nights. So what they'll try to do next year is go ahead, because entertainers are the easiest people to get to influence black people. So what they'll do is go and get a lot of R&B artists and a lot of this and that to try to power back on to save they save themselves and throw in some Tims and some uh, Wiz Keys and all that. I mean, you know what I'm saying, trying to throw people in because they're trying to get y'all to accept Afrobeats, okay? And so they try to throw some uh, uh, stuff in. Not that I don't like some Afrobeats, but I don't like trying to put them. I can already, I see an agenda. And so they, they'll try to do that. But if black people have to peak game on them. You have to start paying attention and say, okay, wait a minute, what is your agenda with this magazine? And, you know, it's, I saw somebody say this tonight. It was very interesting. Um, they said um, on Twitter, um, let me pull it up. I thought it was really interesting what they said about essence. Um, let's see. I think what did they say? It was so interesting. Um, yeah. I'm gonna pull it up here in a minute. Um, and you'll see a lot of black entertainers who are going to all have a speech uh, because, you know, being controlled. Uh, Essence even had a problem this year. I'm, and I've noticed that the last couple of years. I used to come to Essence Festival. One of the things I used to love, vendors all in the hotel, vendors all up and down the street selling books. I love me some vendors, baby. I love vendors all day long. <laughs> Because I like trying, I love getting strange things. Vendors is where I can get the strangest stuff, you know, strange earrings, everything, all kind of stuff, you know. Um, I love me a vendor, okay? And you think a lot of that is not, I don't see it as much anymore. And uh, it, it's not like when you should be after the concert, when you come out and they be all up and down the street of the Superdome and stuff. Hey, what y'all doing that? That's the flavor. Oh my God, New Orleans! Don't do New Orleans like New. Don't do New York like. Don't do New Orleans like New York. New York just lost its flavor when it got cleaned up. <laughs> I mean, New New Orleans. It was, oh God, and New Orleans is one of my favorite cities in the United States. I love New Orleans. You know, why I love it because it's kind of spooky but sexy. <laughs> I freaking love New Orleans. It's like a spooky, sexy feel. I can freaking live in New Orleans. It's like it really is. I don't know what I I just like it. I love the feel of it. <laughs> it is like New Orleans. If you if you want to impress me, you if if you say romantic weekend in New, I'll be like yes because it's so freaking. It has so much black history, but it's so sexy too, and and. and and dirty, but it's a different feeling. It's dirty and ugly on the outside, but it's, it's still sexy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I love New Orleans. I don't know what it is. But anyway, but I think they've taken away some of that flavor. But tonight it was one of the things people were saying that Essence 
Access had put out uh, made it hard for people to do business, like do shows. I guess it was a particular bookstore uh, making it hard for them to do business. Because most of the people, when SFS comes to town, a lot of the businesses in throughout uh, New Orleans live off of that. Okay, they I mean maybe SFS parties and all that. I mean. And the great thing about, see, here's the thing about not knowing the culture. That's because Rich Landrew and them, they do not know the culture. They don't know black people, even though they got black people working for them. Even though I could tell you what was happening at the beginning, they was allegedly saying what was happening at the beginning of Essence when they got Essence, okay? And I don't believe he owns most of Essence, okay? I believe he owns a lot of it, but it's a group, investment group. And you don't know, I said this from before, you don't know how, who all in the investment group. But um, you know, so there'd be a lot of black, uh, uh, black faces and white uh, capital. Okay, but but um, it says uh, trying to find that. Uh, what this guy said about essence this That's the one person said. This is from JP, uh, Mister Introspect. On uh, he said that the essence effects ads keep coming keep coming and getting worse and worse. This is a consequence, yes. This is the consequence of a group in economic free file and the lack of desire from the community to choose self-interest over pan-African market employees that opened the door for exploitation of everything we built. Uh, the globalization of ADOS culture is the erasure of our group. I agree with that. Flat blackness is erasure. Okay, and they're they're calling for a boycott to Essence Festival. Now, here's the problem with that, and this is why I really wanted. I I like. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I like FBA and I like ADOS. I don't have no dog in the but I like. I think ADOS does the most tremendous work when you talk about uh, as far as uh, I like Tyreek too. Though Tyreek is a party. Tyreek understands marketing. <laughs> okay, and here's the thing you're going to have to hit the entertainers in the entertainment industry hard with you can't just talk polit this is my criticism of Adolf. I love Adolf. I love what he did the tone is doing over there. But the thing is black people they 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 talk so many stats and stuff. You know, they got black people sometimes they have a hard time catching it. And one of the probably I wonder if I ask you that I want I may try to see if I can get Yvette Cornell on a show or something. But Yvette, I I want to ask her one of the things I want to ask because I bet her highest rated shows is when she criticizes entertainers because entertainers are really the gateway to this globalization because they're all going for it. And so if you can get entertainers at Essence Fest and black people keep going down there to support this, you, entertainers are going to leave you off the cliff because black people, entertainers have become the gurus in black the black community. They've become the uh, aspirations of the black community, okay? About 60% of us. It's about 45, maybe 40% of the black people waking up. Maybe 30, not probably less than that, 30%. But us 30% got to understand how big that little bitty community of entertainers are and helping them understand that y'all better understand this our shit and we ain't trying to erase ourselves by trying to gain the world. What is it to gain the man 
to gain the world but lose the soul, the soul of black America and who we are. Why would we want to lose our culture and who we are as a people? And part of that, I've been saying Essence was they knew that that was a leeway. Essence Festival was, and, and, and Carolina Wanga is one of those people who is the black, blackness people and all this stuff. I don't like it. I knew it was coming. And these black entertainers, as long as they can get jobs, black American entertainers, okay, because y'all be selling out. A lot of y'all, not all y'all, but a lot of y'all. As long as you think you can get you a job and you get on stage at Essence and get you a check, okay, you will not. And some of us, we got to be careful of going to the Essence Festival, too, because, and that's why I said over the years, I've, I've been kind of slowing down. And I went to the last couple of ones, I mean, the ones were two, one before the, eight, before, um, what was it, before uh, COVID and stuff like that. But I kind of slowed down for a minute because see it coming. Uh, even when Tom Warner was on it, and I'm telling you, when you don't know the people, when you don't know us, and you don't care to know Black America, we can tell when you are planning to overtake. It's like a sneak attack. I'm telling you, that's what they're trying to do: overtake a black American publishing thing. They already, that same group is trying to buy BET too, along with Tyler Perry. I mean, not with Tyler Perry, against Tyler Perry. Okay, and these black entertainers better start speaking up, especially if, because a lot of these white corporations, they would rather work with uh, probably those Africans than you, because they know you on Tyler Perry going to might maybe try to, maybe try, hopefully, I don't know, because sometimes you can't tell with black entertainers. But he may try to fight more for Adolf things and stuff like that. They would love, they, they think black Americans are too difficult, got too much bad history with them. And they want an easier group of people who don't got that bad history with them to work with. Remember when, what's his name, uh, the dude from ESPN, I forget his name, Ocho? And all black people would get on him, and he was talking about he's different from the black American, even though today he's yelling about the Supreme Court ruling. That's because the Supreme Court ruling of affirmative action, that ends all of that shit. That y'all was here getting, y'all getting all them benefits and stuff, you immigrants, getting a lot of benefits off of black Americans that black Americans weren't getting. That's going to stop all that. It's going to get tough out right here in the streets. That's get tough. <laughs> Hey, they about to, we know see we know these white people in America. This is this is what a lot of the Africans and the and the uh, uh, the, uh, the first generation Haitians and stuff. Y'all think y'all know race and racism? Y'all don't. We we grew up in generation. We all think the truth is we family. We understand them. They a lot of them was we got they last some of their last names and stuff. Okay, why? Not because the slaves just took their last names to, when they were coming off their plantations, but some of them was our daddies and our grandfathers and all this stuff. And we knew them white folks. We know them like no, we know them like nobody else. Where y'all can't recognize certain stuff and shit they do, we get it. We know where they about to go. Y'all be thinking, I don't know, they ain't black people over here. They just too. No, we know them. We know each other. They know we know each other. So they rather work with you because you don't know shit. You don't know what you got to get done, be, be done in. But we got and we, we know this, okay? And a lot of these black upscale, uh, black people, a lot of these black leaders, like Al Sharpton and them done sold themselves down a river for a, a piece, a few pieces of silver, and they ain't going to tell you all the truth, okay? 
But these these grassroots groups and stuff, they know. We know. And that's why we can't have no eraser of ADOT because they would love to erase us and put cream, put put things that are weaken our culture because we've been holding the fight down. Okay, so in America is is the place where it all goes down. Okay, so it'd be it, for them. It'd be they they would love to get rid of us. And one of the things they do is bringing immigrants over here trying to replace us and talking about flat blackness and flat blackness is not going to work because we are a culture too. I would would be it would be wrong to be sitting up here telling somebody uh, who's um, if I go over to Haiti and I'm trying to race Haitian culture. I'm like, we all black. Haiti, people in Haiti gonna be like, huh? You don't know nothing about Haiti. You don't know nothing about Haiti. And I, and I, we might be all black, but it's like we, it's me different cultures, and I need to respect the house. And that's the same shit over here. But they trying to sneak shit in, and that's why essence looks like different. And we gotta start seeing it black people before they before they take take us out. And I love what this dude said. He said it's, he said this he said as he coming in and getting worse and worse, this is the consequence of a group in economic free fall and lack of desire from the community to choose self interest over pan African market employees. That was the door for exploitation of everything we built. The globalization of Adolf's culture is a racial of our group. Flat blackness is a racial. Y'all gonna have to go after that entertainment group, the entertainers, if y'all wanna boycott essence. Y'all gonna have to start targeting black entertainers. You have to start telling them, you show up at essence, we're gonna make sure your shit don't happen. You gonna get gonna have to ship Africans in, you're gonna have to ship uh Caribbeans in. No, no, and but I already see it happening because I knew it was gonna happen last week, last year. Because when I was sitting out there and they tried to, and I like a social, what was the social music? The social music that was hype. That was hype. I ain't got, I ain't mad at us having other cultures coming in. What I'm mad at is you trying to sneak tip, like you trying to, uh, you trying to do a flat blackness thing. You know what I'm saying? And and not, uh, it's, it's just weird. If you can feel the energy, it's like almost like you're trying to take. You sneakily trying to take over. You pretending to be somebody's friend and then take over. And I knew that because I saw all the black people in the audience sitting down, like looking at each other, like, "Chad, what is this?" See, <laughs> right. So I know what I know where it's heading. Okay, okay. I'm not, I know. I know what they trying to do. Okay, and they don't care that essence is empty. Okay. Let me tell you something. They don't care no more about the tickets not selling. Or they don't care no more about uh, 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 boycotts. They trying to pass agenda. And the only way, that's why they don't care about ratings of certain TV shows. It's agenda. It's programming. That's why they have these bad talk show hosts on, because they programming y'all, the little bit of y'all that watch. Okay, and it's not that we don't love people from the diaspora and love people from Africa and all other people, but we got to protect our shit. This came out of pain and suffering. And the blood of our people is in the soil, okay? And we're going to protect it. Shit, I'd be damned. My great-great-grandfather and them was working these damn forms and stuff, but somebody come over here and erase their memory and stuff. Damn that. My great-great-grandma and all them. Oh, shit. When somebody wrote me said, "Well, you so fair." You know what? Yes, shit. We had we we had some we had some we had some white slave masters too. 
Native American ones too. On my daddy's side of the family. Like, I'm just telling y'all, hey, this real it is what it is. Okay? But that don't mean that shit. I'm still black. I still got two black hands. Okay? And my grandma is dark. And my dark, dark. Okay? You just mess around with a big uh, black man. <laughs> okay? So we still, but we still all about black American people over here. We all black culture. All black Americans. So it's, we, it's not, not going to race us. It's not happening. Damn that. I, I damn that. Okay? No, no, no. And I see it coming with Essence Fest. And so that's why I just say we have to be really careful and pay attention to what they're trying to do out here in these streets with Essence. Essence is the first line of defense. Okay? Essence was a felon. I'm going to tell you the truth. The last several years, Essence has been felon. And he had, when, when, when Tom Warner sold it out under the vision of AT&T, so you got Pete Gang. When y'all go to these festivals and shit, y'all don't be knowing what y'all seeing. Remember before when Tom Warner had it, when Susan Taylor and them, when it was under different ownership, remember they pushed her out, okay? That's one of the things. I like Susan, even though I think Susan be a little bit, she's in, you know, she's still, I'm not saying she's perfect, but I'm just saying I like the reign of her, Okay. I mean, I never understood why they never took, I mean, they said Tom Warner allegedly pushed her out, okay? And at that point, the magazine started going down. First, they was hiring crazy people, crazy things. Um, the festival was still going. The festival was the moneymaker for the, for the, for the several years. The magazine, though, itself had been going to shit since there wasn't no food in it, okay? And, uh, and some of the the crew that was beforehand. Um, and when Time Warner, under the vibes of AT&T, uh, took it over, they sold it off. Now, I want you to not pay key game. When you go to Essence next time, look at your sponsorship. Beforehand, we used to go to Essence Best Walmart. You used to have a big-ass presence there, right? And you had uh, uh, Verizon and other people. Now you go to uh, go to Essence. Look at the change in sponsorship. You see Target all over the place. You don't see Walmart is literally fucking the race, okay? Uh, part of that is because Caroline Wenger comes out of Target. Oh, y'all better see it. Y'all better see it. See, I knew this four or five years ago. Three years ago when he went to go get Carolina, Carolina, he didn't go get a black American chick who knows the landscape. See, you got to peak game because he, there's an agenda. That's why he didn't go get a black American CEO, trying to find a black American female CEO for the magazine because he was under intense scrutiny about people saying they weren't getting paid at Essence, they getting mistreated. It was all kind of stuff. It was uh Rumors of uh, um, uh, 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 all kinds of certain things happening in Essence. You can go pull up the articles and see when Essence several years ago what was happening in Essence, okay? And a lot of the old employees and stuff was complaining about Rich when he came, allegedly came in. And he had to step down as CEO. He still owns the magazine, but he was forced to step down as CEO. He went to go. He didn't get somebody. If he was interested in keeping black American energy and black American things, why wouldn't he search out a black American CEO? No, he went to go get Carolina Wanger. Why? Because Carolina Wanger, she was running one of, I think she was, I forget what she was at Target. Vegan Target, uh, he went to get her, probably because of globalization, she's the first-generation Kenya, 
it helps the agenda of the magazine to get out of black American thought and think tank. But they're going to pretend to be down so they can create complete the agenda. But look, you could peep game at the sponsorship change and see what's happening. Even AT&T there, over Verizon there. All kind of stuff. So just peep game. That's all. We got to be paying attention to what we see. So, yes, Essence is getting more ratchet. And y'all talking about, ooh, I remember when Kim, somebody put a tweet that said, ooh, because they said, T- remember when Kim, one, this one lady was saying they wouldn't let her come down there and talk about firearms protection for black women, black women protection and firearms. And she was saying, you know, have a booth down there because they said they didn't think it was uh, family-oriented. But they yet they had Janelle Monet showing her boob the other night. Listen, that's because that's not uh, one of the first things, one of the first places they run gaming, uh, uh, social engineering is the black community. If y'all don't know that by now, you create in America. Black American community has always been the first place they run game with 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 with, uh, with all kind of social engineering tricks and tra- things, and one of them is to uh, black American dumping guns and black American and all that stuff. But another situation is now is is this idea of making gun violence, this whole thing against gun violence, and not teaching black people how to protect themselves. So they try to run that agenda through. But I I agree. I think more black because it's more black black it's more crime being committed against black women more than ever before, and we need. Uh, gun control and stuff, but they was quick to have Janelle Monet down there. And that's because a lot of these artists that they do choose uh, have a globalist bend. They also, uh, uh, they don't have no loyalty to their own culture. And I'm not saying that's Janelle Monet, but I'm just saying, and a lot of them don't peep game of what's happening. And uh, a lot of them will do anything for a check. So that's why you can't follow any painters, okay? But, uh, yeah, you can peep, you already hearing complaints about essence and the changes you are seeing and y'all saying this ain't this and one girl was saying hey uh this ain't the this ain't your auntie's uh essence fest where kim a few years ago was like the the big draw or something like that no it's not that it's not even artists like who are uh they listen even artists that are like maxwell who are haitian and puerto rican but because he sings unless he's gonna start singing some haitian and caribbean they're going to kill rhythm and blues, just like they're killing hip-hop with Afrobeat, because you're not a part of the globalist outlook of music. Even though African-American music has been global worldwide, they want to introduce other things to hang on to, to, to uh, of African-American music, black American music, and erase it. So it's going to be hard. I don't perceive the time where it even be hard for her R&B singers, hip-hop singers. Hip-hop hasn't had a number one album this year, and it's been Afrobeat. Now, most people I know be like, hey, hey, I don't really like that shit. But 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 it's a lot of young people. They're they not interested in programming you, old people. They're interested in program, programming them kids that you don't have control of their radios and stuff no more. Like when we was growing up, our mamas and daddies was te- helping us guide us in music and stuff. Like that shit you listen to, Ames. What's that? 
I mean, even though we used to sneak and listen to shit, like, I remember my grandma, I would listen to NWA and stuff. My grandma said, you're going to get tired of them people cussing you out. I would love me to the NWA. She said, you're going to get tired of them cussing you out. My grandma would never, like, say I couldn't listen to her stuff, but she said, you're going to get tired of them people cussing you out. I remember going to an EVE concert one time. <laughs> this is before I met EVE, too. Yeah, I went to this concert with, with EVE, and EVE came out on stage when they first came out. They said, who y'all come to see? You know, everybody was up to EVE, whatever. And so he said, he said, they said, how many of the girls in the audience want to fuck EVE? I was like, what? I mean, it was like they was being rude, okay? And my grandma said, you're going to get tired of because I remember coming home and was like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Grandma said, ah, yeah, so you you found out you was one of the bitches tonight. You know, they were talking about they didn't distinguish between you, did they? <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God. But, you know, that, I mean, you know, it, that was, I mean, you, you, I just, I just didn't like, I was like, God, I don't really like being called, name called and all that stuff. So I just think that you, you have to begin, you have to begin to discern the situations that y'all seen. I, I hopefully y'all, hopefully y'all get it. I spent a lot of time on here tonight talking. I didn't have no, I, I hope y'all enjoy it because I didn't have no music breaks or nothing. But I wanted to talk about Essence, what y'all see. The globalism coming. It's coming. It's already here. Uh, and I feel like Black America, Black American culture could be a casualty of globalism. You know, it's there's a story in the Bible I was thinking about the other day. That's what I was going to tell you I lost my train of thought a few minutes ago. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, let me see. Uh, look this up. Okay. I know how I love to tell y'all Bible stories. We'll end with this lesson tonight. I'm supposed to be telling y'all some more stuff uh, other than essence, but uh, let me see. This is a good story over here. See if I can find the actual story so y'all can hear it. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay, let me see. Yes. Um. This the one, I think it is. Okay, there's a story in the Bible where uh, the Ark of the Covenant, uh, let me see, where the Ark of the Covenant, uh, the Israelites, and I always, I always laugh because black Americans are so much like the Israelites to me, but <laughs> it says David, uh, 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 let's see, I'm trying to figure out, is this the one? Well, there was this part in the Bible where the Ark of the Covenant went, uh, the Ark of the Covenant was like, is the, um, uh, was, uh, was known as God's presence uh, in, in Israel, okay, during, during the Bible days, right? And uh, the Ark of the Covenant during I think a war time or something, the best 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 Shemite sent um sent I sent, I guess sent it to have sent sent to have the Ark of the Covenant removed and it was taken to the house of it says Abana Abana God whose son Elazar was sanctified to keep it 
and it remained uh, the abode of the ark for 20 years, okay? And so Israel was, Israel during this time, this is the story I'm going to tell y'all in the Bible that from what I can remember. During this time, Israel, the ark of the covenant was known for like, you know, they would make sacrifices to the ark, but the ark being gone, that means the presence of God had left the house of Israel, okay? Because the ark of the covenant represents the presence of God. So the Ark of the Covenant leaves the presence of Israel, and it goes over to this one city. And, and the Bible says how they were getting blessed, and they were getting all the little stuff that Israel supposed to have. And Israel was looking over there like, what? Uh-uh. Y'all better go get our Ark. <laughs> Somebody better go get the Ark. We supposed to have them blessed. This, that's our. The Ark of the Covenant is our legacy. Because Israel had taken the presence of God for granted, okay? And Israel went back over there and got that ark, right? And in doing so, somebody, it, 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 it tells in the story that, you know, um, that, uh, let me see, that they had, let me see what I'm saying here. I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, and so David tried to attempt to go get the Ark of the Covenant, and it was hard for them to get it out. Even some part of body got it, got killed, but uh, they couldn't just go get the Ark of the Covenant, uh, Covenant either. So it's a it's an interesting story. I'm gonna have to read the story to tell y'all. But the basic thing that I'm trying to say with this Ark of the Covenant story is that's what's happening to Black America. Black America, we took for granted the blessing of who God created us to be, who we are as a people, what we've been through. We thought, like, they, a lot of people's thoughts made us think that we were less than, that we weren't a culture, that we weren't over here creating great things and doing powerful things. We thought that slavery was our only legacy, but slavery was just the beginning. Ain't nothing wrong with the slaves. Our, our ancestors was beautiful and smart and intelligent and understood the land. If it wasn't for them building America, America wouldn't be shit. Okay? So, so, but we thought, we think, we, we let go. We Here we are, this beautiful spiritual people. Somewhere along the way, we lost the, art, the presence of God in ourselves. And so now the Ark of the Covenant is running over there, running around. It's other groups coming in here trying to take your legacy. That's why I say you better get these spiritual reparations before you get these physical ones. I know I won't try to get physical, but you can take reparations in the spirit too. Hey, that's the best. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying we got to get back our art. We got to get back our presence. We got to we got set boundaries and we got hold up. Wait a minute, you ain't about to erase us. Okay, and so I just feel like I just thought of that story tonight because I thought. That is us. We are, that's what we're going through right now because we got other groups because we have not been good uh, stewards over our culture, good stewards over our um, our um, history, our talents, our gifts. And now we are, like, we're not discerning what we're seeing. And we're seeing it, we're discerning it, but we, we don't know what to do about it. And we might have to, like the Israelites have to go back and get our ark. 
and let remind people of, nah, this over here, this is this is our legacy, okay? And it isn't no hate to nobody else. It's just it is what it is. I expect everybody else to fight for their legacy too, okay? And I ain't mad at people for wanting to be a part of the Black American experience. It's a beautiful experience. Ain't nothing like being. I, I, I listen. I wouldn't want for nothing else. Wasn't nothing. Like, it wasn't nothing like when I go down in the in the summertime to the south and to Arkansas and hang with my family and we be having uh, dinners and food and everybody was alive and all the old people and it was just a beautiful time. It's a beautiful. We're beautiful people. I don't. I don't have no problem. I love it. I wouldn't want to be poor. I wouldn't want to be nothing else in the world. Thank you, God. Thank you for the American experience, even though America has treated us like crap, a doodle, okay? But it created a strong, powerful group of people, okay? And so that's what you, when you see your essence, if you're seeing all that stuff going on right now, you're like, damn, what did I It ain't you, okay? <laughs> You don't own answers no more. And maybe more of us need to think about what maybe it's hard because that's what you, that's that's what we're saying economically. That's what that man said in that tweet. You're seeing the result of an economic downfall of a people who never had redress for their situation. Black Americans went, listen, a lot of cultures think black Americans, wow, they just, they, they just slaves, they just, this that. No. Black America had Black Wall Street. Black America had wild Black Wall Streets all over the United States. These are people who come out of slavery. Black Americans owned farms and stuff in the 30s and the 40s and stuff like that. But you know what was happening? My grandparents had to, my great-grandmother had to bring her children, all her children from Mississippi because they were scared for their boys. So they would run them off them farms. Take just take your property, the clan and shit, burning crosses and shit like this. Just take a shit. Just come in and take it. Come in and take. Come in and rape your woman. You better not say nothing. All kind of shit was happening. You know how much property and intellectual property and shit black people lost throughout the years. You know how much. Uh, 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 how much and not us. I'm talking about black Americans. You used to be saying us and it be Africans. I'm just like, huh? <laughs> You're the reason we in this shit. <laughs> right? But no, but black Americans, you know how much intellectual property they lost? How many, many discoveries some white man took advantage? Right reason right now that Jack Daniels got uh, another, that the other alcoholic beverage because Jack Daniels was actually an idea of a black man. Okay, this Constantly happening, constantly in the South, black people being ran off their properties and farms and stuff, black people having it going on, black Wall Street. They still trying to dig up bodies from black Wall Street. They still don't really know how many. They estimate how many people were killed on black Wall Street. They still don't know. And that wasn't the only town like that. There was also Rosewood and all kind of other places that where they had black people thriving and doing something. But anytime black people thrive, that was a threat to uh, general white society, okay? It wasn't like black people wasn't trying. These are people who got found out they was free. Didn't get shit. They had to be well, you free now. Go and find you someplace to stay. And you don't stay here, you know you got to work, Betty Jean and all that stuff. That's the shit that's, you know, 
That's the shit black people was going through. They had black people was building from nothing. Nothing. Y'all be talking about, we came over, my people came over in this country. No, most of y'all immigrants had programs and another country fighting for you, and you didn't build it from scratch. Black people was literally building shit from scratch, okay? And then they had to deal with Jim Crow, uh, 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 discrimination, black water fountains, white water fountains and shit. You know how much they was fucking with our, into our minds? Go sit in the back of the bus. And yet, still, we were building black wall streets and stuff like that. Now, you can't say black people didn't try. Now, that's because you don't know shit. Okay? Black Americans were building, and one of the, when black Americans would build, some of the worst violence ever would come on them. Violence, what? Black Wall Street, first city bombs, and America bombed their own city. Thank you. Y'all better find out, you Asians and everything who think, oh, affirmative action is so unfair. No, that's because you don't know shit. You shouldn't have had affirmative action in the first place. Affirmative action was for black American people who've been through real shit. I'm not saying you ain't been through no shit, but I'm saying in America, we've been through some shit. Why a lot of y'all were standing by watching us do this, getting kicked up in the head. Water first, hoses and shit. So, no. Okay? Black people got to be protective of their shit. Okay? They got to be protective because it's a, it's a, it is a real culture. And it's so many, it's not it's not black people being lazy and wanting handouts. No, America owes that bank. They owe some reparations. They owe some checks. They have to... Uh, address the issue of the slaves and their and their offspring and their children's children 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 because they set a precedent. Not only did they set a precedent when they did they have slavery, but they continued to oppress black people for several for for years after that. Crazy! You just now coming out. You just you just came out of it. Unless you still ain't came out of it, really. So shout out to the Supreme Court for making it meaningless because shit's about to get real around here now. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Clarence Thomas. <laughs> I know y'all don't like it. I know Clarence Thomas is it could be a clown and a coon, which y'all think is a coon, but Clarence got it right this time, and it's so funny because years ago I had this dream, and I remember telling my one of my family members I had a dream one night. I was with, I, I was I had sometimes I have crazy dreams. I know it's getting late, y'all. So I'm hurry up until the end of the show. But I had this dream about Clarence Thomas. I was sitting in a room with Clarence Thomas, and he was sitting in front of me, like three rows in front of me. It was just me and him in this room, and we were watching all the films from the Civil Rights era. And he was really disturbed about something. You could see he was disturbed about something. It looked like he had to make a decision. And I was sitting in the back of the room watching him, but it was all these things that had happened. I think Clarence Thomas was one of the justices that spoke on lineage. See, sometimes, listen, y'all be thinking people cool, so sometimes your enemy is your friend. Black America. See, Clarence probably understood that affirmative action. I'm not saying Clarence is great. I'm saying maybe he gets the idea that it should have always been lineage-based. It was never about other groups. Even Ann Coulter got that. 
So we 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 don't got time for nobody coming over here trying to sneak tip us into into racing our films. Damn that. Okay. So yeah, that's it. I hope y'all enjoyed the show. I'm sorry I didn't have no break. I know I usually give y'all some music and I usually be, you know, all that. I didn't tonight. I wanted to talk about the SSS. I didn't plan to talk about all the rest of that stuff. This is more with me just talking. Okay, y'all know I can talk. Okay, but I hope y'all enjoy the show. I will try to come on this week and give y'all some more uh, um, uh, some more stories. Okay, and I am working on the other one. Okay, oh, my God, it's more difficult than I thought. You know, people are just telling me, hey, Carla, just show up on the platform and everything. I'm such a perfectionist. So they're saying just go to the platform. So I think I'm going to do a show. I may, I can't promise y'all. Maybe on the new platform this week, so y'all can see you can see how we like it, okay? So I'm gonna do a, maybe a couple of shows, and I'll let y'all know. I'm hoping I be ready for it. It's a little tougher than I thought, but it's gonna be kind of raggedy at first. So I don't want y'all to be like, ah, oh, wait a minute, crawl out of wait a minute. It's just that's how it's gonna start off, but then it get better as time goes goes along, okay? All right, you guys. So I'll let you know because I'm gonna do it live when I do come on. Okay, so I will let you guys know when that show when we gonna when I'm gonna do that show. Okay, but you guys have a wonderful start of your week. Have a good one. Enjoy it. And oh my God, it's July the fourth coming up. Oh my God, Independence Day. Okay, All right. So have a good Independence Day. Have a good little July the fourth. Eat plenty. Have a good one, okay? I will see you guys sometime during the week. I'm out. Okay, so we'll leave out with some music. What are we going to leave out with? Uh, let's leave out with. Uh, I got to be something slow because this is late, child. Uh, you know that I love you, Donnell Jones. It's the CT Show. I'm Carlotta. I will see y'all. Bye. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? It's, I got eight minutes left, so I'm going to say this real quick because it's not going to be because I'm ending the show. This is mid early, not that early. But if you're hearing the sound of my voice, you're listening to the Archive Show. Remember, you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also hit me up on Carly's underscore Galaxy. And you can hit me up on the Chatwood Show on Twitter. Oh, Carly's underscore Galaxy is Instagram. The Chatwood Show on Twitter and Carlotta72. Now, Carlotta72, I hardly post on, but I still, that's my secondary channel, okay? Because I used to, back in the day when I used to tweet, I used to always get kicked out, like, during the war show, and so I used to have a secondary channel for people to go. <laughs> okay, you know when they used to put you in Twitter jail? <laughs> all right, so, yeah, guys, all right? So I am out. Have a wonderful week. Uh, have a happy holiday. I will see y'all. Bye. Good night. <laughs>